we're heading out down the ridge. We found fresh tracks. I figured we, he slipped us, you know, was gone. And we're just walking down this ridge and look up and there's a giant bull. Like 65. No raghorn. 65, 70 yards. I mean, yeah, not like, like, not just big, like big, big. Lifetime big for us. Lifetime big probably for a lot of people. Big. Welcome back to the Whitetail Experience Podcast, folks. We are coming at you on our journey back from our Western Elk trip. We are trying to record the best way we can, so apologize if there's a little bit of AC noise in the background, but this is your host, Byron Horton, along with David Ebright. What's up? Dave, we have survived an elk journey. Yeah. Man, <laughs> it was a trip. It was. So I think this podcast, we're mainly going to tell the stories because we got some stories and give some perspective of guys that essentially I have gone on one outfitted Western trip five years ago. This was your first dive in and both our first dives into like backcountry, DIY, elk hunting. Yeah. And we got, I mean, we, 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 we launched an arrow folks. This is legit. <laughs> um, so before we get too far into it, uh, Lone Wolf Custom Gear has just released uh, their, their uh, kickstand bow holder guy for your stand. Definitely want to pick one of those up if you're a mobile hunter, saves you a step in the process of going up and down. Uh, use code WEXP at checkout, save yourself a little coin. Also, uh, XOP has got their Ultra Series now fully out there on the line. Uh, a lot of good budget-friendly performance stuff. Definitely want to be checking those out as well. But, I always say save yourself a little coin. Yeah. You need to say, like, save yourself some dollars. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I'd like, you might I, be a little more interested. So, Dave, before we, we talk elk, yeah. the rant of the day. Rant of the day. That is the people's favorite <laughs> segment. Okay. Well, this rant of the day comes from um, experiences during the trip, I guess. You know, anybody knows if you go, um, like, out west or really even just on any kind of, like, public ground or ground you're not too familiar with, if you have on X, you know, you're using it the whole time, right? Whole time. Um, and, you know, on X is great for a lot of things. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm not like fully bashing it, um, completely, but the usability or the user ability on whatever that, whatever, Functionality? whatever word yeah. you want to use for that <laughs> is, ease of, use. Uh, ease of use can be such a pain in the ass sometimes, you know, there's, um, the, when you're, when you're watching your little blue dot there, and you press the little button in the bottom right corner that's like the directional of what way you're facing. First of all, mine mine kept screwing up and was clearly facing the wrong way multiple times. That could be a phone issue. Like maybe my phone's not calibrated. I don't know. But that was a pain in the ass. But also with that same little button, it's like tucked over in the far right corner. Like you can't even use your phone with your left hand and hardly reach your thumb over there to that button. And if you don't press that button exactly it like drops a like a pin on wherever you're at, you know, and, and it goes to like blah 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 location. Yeah, it'll highlight that whole you know state forest or whatever yeah. or national forest or whatever. It'll highlight that whole piece, and you're like, you know, and then then it goes to that, and then you gotta go back and forth, and you're trying to figure this stuff out on the fly, and you're just like, God damn it! This is so, uh, so us, frustrating. Both of us experienced that pain in the ass. Of, oh, I threw so many f bombs at Onyx on some some little things like that. That button needs to be larger and put in the middle of the screen, I feel like. You know, because when you're walking, you want to know what way you're facing. Because here's the thing, when you're in the, when you're in the mountains, you know, um, uh, I mean, Ohio, we have hills. Um, some, of the, some of the other states have mountains, like even in the Midwest, well, like uh, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. They yeah. got mountains, mountains, right? Mountain, mountains. 
But like, um, you know, the, the, the topo is only so good. You can't see like some of those little fingers and draws. So you could say, okay, I need, I, I clearly see I'm, I'm walk up this ridge and you can see the ridge, but you can very easily get over onto like a finger or something that he doesn't really show up that well and be mountains. on the wrong ridge pretty quickly. Um, if you're not kind of paying attention to your map and, um, you know, and trying to pull it out and make sure I'm facing the proper direction and stuff. And you're just constantly pressing that button. It, it, it expands out to the, to the, uh, to the national forest. You're like, God damn it. You know, it just pisses you off. Yeah. And then not only that, what was the other gripe I had with the Onyx? Oh, so sometimes they say if I, so if I, you know, if I'm, if I'm on it and I turn my phone off, screen off and I put it in my pocket for a little while and then I go to pull it back up and I click on X on my phone, it will completely restart. Like it'll completely reopen the app, and that's like a you know that's like a 15 to 20 second process, and you're like, oh my god. What if you had a bugling elk or a turkey, and you're trying to make a quick yeah, call? Yeah, you're kind of sitting there waiting on it. Well, and for us, a lot of times it was like, okay, we heard a bugle that way exactly, but I want to try to pinpoint where we think he's at, and then you pull up your phone, you kind of could try to drop a pin on X, like I think it was here, and then and then it's like rebooting. You're like, oh, come on. Waiting and waiting and waiting, and God forbid you don't have your phone in airplane mode, because if you take your phone out of airplane mode, it takes hours for it to try to load because you're running out of service out there, you know. Yeah. So we would get service at the tops of mountains. We would get a little bit of service, and we could maybe send a text or two out, and you know, to our wives and family and whatnot. And so then you'd walk, you know, say you didn't turn your phone back into airplane mode, and you open up on X, it's sitting there loading, loading, freaking out, and you're like, oh my god. Just there's just a couple little things like that where it's like, man, just a couple little tweaks. I used to really hate their line tool where you had to. I like the new line tool where you drag it. You can kind of drag it and and mark your spot. Yeah. I always felt Huntstand had better tools and navigation. Yeah. Navigational use, but or if you don't press that little circle on the bottom right before you go to add a waypoint, you have to like press the press where you want the waypoint. You know, it's... it's like. But then, then when you try to put a waypoint right where you're standing, it won't let you. It like you I do can't mark press my, it. I always right mark on. my location, and then I edit the pin to what I need it to be. See, so that's a whole other process. Yeah, you know? I, it's it's I, <laughs> it should inherently start right where you're uh, at your location. Yeah, and then you pin. can move it from there if you want to tap the screen elsewhere. Mm. Then you can, but it always pops you, you up in the it? center of the screen. I like it. I like it. And it's just another little added user uh, usability function. We need to be on the board. Yeah, <laughs> that's I'm not was. like a tech person. I don't know how hard it is to change some Gosh. of these things. But I feel like I, I feel like a lot of people who use Onyx a lot have some of these same frustrations. I feel like I feel like you're right. You know, but if, if you're using it all the time, I think I think we need to start this 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 with the journey. We made a solid twenty plus hour drive straight. Yeah, closer to thirty. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> I napped in 20, 30 minute intervals. <laughs> that was the funniest. We were highly caffeinated. You would jump, you would jump up after it, sleeping for like 30 minutes. You're like, Dave, you good? You good to drive? I'm like, yeah, dude. I've been driving. You just well, scared the shit out of me. But <laughs> I wanted to make sure, you know, I felt like I was letting my teammate down when I was napping, you know, because yeah. I wasn't awake to conversate or, or help or. Yeah. And I do, I did most of the driving. Yeah. yeah I would say it's, easily it is my truck. 80% on the way out. Yeah, it is my truck that we took. Um, I don't mind driving, actually. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not like an issue. Mm-hmm. You, you asked me a thousand times, I'm going to switch, and I was like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because sometimes riding in the passenger seat for long times, I don't do well with that. Mm. You kind of get a little car sicky and stuff. And yeah. And we we did have some fumbles on the way out. One, a lot of gas stations were closed. Like, dude, random times. Random times. We were in the heart of downtown Indy. Yeah. It's six a.m. on a Saturday. Yep. Not open. <laughs> like gas stations. Like what? I think people a couple of people walked up to the door and we're like, "What the hell?" And we look over across the way, Tweaker Central. Yeah, Tweaker's right across the street. <laughs> dude, tweak- dude, I don't know, man. It was. It, we need to get out of Dodge on that one. <laughs> I guess you know I'm like I know the bad areas of like Columbus stuff. I obviously I grew up in them, but uh, so it's like you know I didn't know who would know if you're just cutting through. Yeah. Should you not stop at this side of town? You know, should yeah. you make sure you don't leave your car running here? It's, you it's, know, you know that where you live, but when you go out of town like that, you I guess you really don't know. Yeah. But but we knew by the tweakers that were right across the street. Like, it was time to go. Let's lock this car up and go in here, and then it was. It, it was closed. All lights were on. It was closed. And we had multiple. We stopped at pumps. We, we multiple, gas, multiple stations gas stations that were operational. We could. We we, we peed. Like a, fl- a flying J was closed, which I thought they all those were twenty four hours. We peed outside at like two gas stations. I yeah. think. Because they weren't open. Um, one station didn't even have pumps open that we pulled into. Um, it was yeah. It was Godfather's breakfast pizza at what was that Loves or Flying J or. <sighs> One of those was outstanding. I thought it, it might have been a Love's. Yeah, it was outstanding. Yeah, the Godfather pizza, yeah, that was good. But, um, so we made the drive straight, and then we had another F up right when we got, got into hunt mode. We pull into the the place we're hunting, and Dave's <laughs> offline maps that he had worked on on the computer with multiple pins yeah. did not download to his phone prior to trip. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's another, I could have, I don't know. We don't have signal at this point. Yeah, so well, this is a... so I was on the computer and I went and did all my all, all, offline maps. You know, I assume they all downloaded to my account. Apparently, you have to also download them to your actual phone or something. I don't know. We haven't like spoke with OnX Tech Support to see what happened there. Yeah, so Dave created all <laughs> these offline maps like you do, and like they showed in his phone as you know they were on there. I laid yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. The name of the piece of public map one, one. You know, and then he labeled them one fifty five mile. I had five them mile. 10 mile. And so he had all these labeled, and they showed on his offline area. Yeah. But they had not downloaded. Yeah. Even though they synced and were named on his phone, obviously you, he didn't look at it at, at a super high level. Yeah. And we pull into the piece, and we don't have service. And yeah. Dave's maps aren't working. He did way more e-scouting than I did. And you had you didn't have like the five mile stuff like I did either. Yeah, correct. I had a lot of the uh, the one fifty and then a lot of tens. Which honestly, the one fifty is useless. I mean, I guess it's our it's cool to have it for roads. But you need like a like if they want to make like a larger one, like why wouldn't they just have like a twenty five? Yeah, they got like the five to ten, and then it jumps up to one fifty. You're yeah. like, what? Yeah, it's a pretty big jump. <laughs> like should like a twenty five or like even like a fifty in there. Yeah, that would be really nice. Where you could just have like a little bit more, like, because the 150 zone, you can't even the the topo's unreadable. Yeah, you know, it's almost pointless. Yeah, it's strictly for roads. Yeah. So and and so we end up driving to the top of a hill. Yeah. Um, Saw the Milky Way, best Northern Lights. I something. Mean, yeah. I don't know. The stars <laughs> were next level that that morning. It's like shooting, it's four in the morning. Local shooting pilot. stars every three seconds. Three seconds. We saw stuff that we thought might have been like asteroids. Yeah. Because they were just like huge moving. Huge stars. fast moving. Yeah. So that they was, weren't like a shooting star, but they were like like they weren't a plane, but they were. They were. Moving. They looked like a kind of like a plane looks in the sky. Yeah. Almost about almost about that speed, maybe a little faster. 
So then we kind of oh, tore some forest roads and we're like, dude, let, let's get some sleep. Let's set some tents up. But we got high enough to where I was able to download them. Yes. So we yeah. sat there at so this like high point by the truck and downloaded them. It, it took like 30 minutes. Yeah. And then, but we were, well, we were, it was kind of cool because we could like see the stars and stuff like we'd never seen them before. Yeah. Here in, in, in town. You know? And I kept saying like, dude, we're going to have shit go wrong in these eight, nine days. This, we had a lot more, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys are right. So we ended up, uh, uh, we drove a couple forest roads and, and then kind of started going in and, and said Wait, like, let's get some sleep. Let's uh, maybe drive around mid-morning. Did you put that there so the yeah. cans don't cling when we set them down? Exactly. But it might diving board off our table. We're, we're having a few beverages here in the hotel and that's that's we we earned them um <laughs> you're gonna hear a clank on the table all the yeah. time too but um so yeah we pull into this forest road dave kind of shows me real quick we set up some tents to get some sleep because sleeping in a car is not comfortable not great yeah and uh i actually slept really good for that i don't know hour hour and a half of when we set the tents up yeah well how about before we even went to sleep so we pulled into the area that I had probably done my most, the most of my e-scouting because it would have, because I knew we were backpacking. I thought we can get pretty good distance off of the road and stuff here. And I thought that it was, um, we'd be able to get away a little bit away from some of the pressure and whatnot. And so we literally parked the truck and we're sitting there. This is funny. We parked the truck and we're sitting there starting to unload. We're like super excited. And then like instantly we see like a side-by-side -side coming up the this road. This is after we woke up from our naps. No, it was before. No. Yeah, 100%. No. It was, it was, it was after. No. 1,000%. No. It, you're 100% wrong. No, you're definitely wrong. It was as soon as we got there he pulled up. Mm-mm. 100%. Mm-mm. 1,000%. Nope, we were waking up. We hadn't even set our tents up yet. Oh, you're right. And um, we pull, and he, just this guy drives up, and um, he's like, uh, and we just stop him real quick, and we're like, hey, how's it going? And he's like, oh, I'm just going up to my going up to my camp and we're like what and so he goes up just like road is like a little bit rougher and we're like oh okay he has a camp up there we're like oh, that's cool we weren't going to exactly you know hunt from this spot exact spot anyways we were just gonna pull off and camp for a minute but then we sleep for about an hour and a half two hours or so and it got daylight and then when it got daylight we looked up to his camp and there's like <laughs> five or six campers up there and like big like wall tents there's a whole damn town this guy was not friendly either no didn't want to talk no but then he had there was he had like a buddy or somebody come to drove through no it was a kid because the kid drove that truck so hard we said he's yeah. not paying for his own tires yeah he drove through, <laughs> no. drove past us like three times you know never even attempted to say yeah hi, a little nissan or toyota and he's like ramping this thing as he's driving yeah. these roads that are pretty rough never even attempted to say hi or anything you know and then he drove up to that camp and whatnot and then left with us yeah and then we eventually you know we're like okay we need to go find something new and then we saw a, 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 two, a group of two old guys driving down these back roads with shirt and ties on shirt and ties on short sleeve shirt and ties short sleeve we no idea what they were doing two older guys that's what i said i said to Martin, i said the Jehovah Witness go get us out here <laughs> oh man that's, that's exactly what they look like though yeah so so Spot one, we, we we drive around for the next 30, 40 minutes. We have binos and hands, glass, um, a spotter in the back, and then um, we see a couple more camps. So um, also, let's just give a timeline here. We got there, the, the so season opened. Uh, Don't get the date. Okay. <laughs> we got there a day before um, season opened. That way we could, you know, drive around and figure things out and have some time to to learn some things yeah and then basically you kind of just gauge the access because you know like onyx has every different thing for 
what the access is and what, what's drivable and what's not, etc. And so do like the state maps and stuff, but you can't really tell unless you go and look at it and, and know if that's... You want that, a bushlight or a course light? Uh, I'll finish the rest of these cores. So, so that was the plan. And then, um, and we, so we kind of, we somewhat rode off the first area, but not completely. We're like, yeah. well, let's go check out. This was area A going into the thing. Yeah, we're like, let's go check out um, area um, B and C. But we never even got to B because we, we started checking out different stuff that was like near A. And then we found like another huge tent setup, campers, et cetera, on that, on that other road we drove down. Yeah. And um, everything was, and we had, we had like four wheelers coming around us and stuff. And everything was just like, um, I don't know, a lot more accessible and stuff than we thought and whatnot. And just like uh, a lot of, a lot more people, even like, they were there like setting up their camps for like season and stuff. And it was just like, man. So we just kept exploring. Then we actually found a spot that was like kind of off like one of the main roads that we thought might be overlooked. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it looked really good actually, and um, we called that plan. We called C. it Plan C, even though it was probably like realistically, it was like it was never even on the plans, because I already had plans like D and E, mm -hmm. so we just like jumped that up to Plan C. Yeah, we jumped it up to Plan <laughs> C based on visuals. Yeah, and then we we went and we were going to go. We were heading to the original Plan B, and um, we were heading into there and. We actually were driving, and we were like, well, let's go and check this spot. It's not that far, because we're where we were at on the way. We are like, we could swing in here, and we were like, looking on the maps, we were like, you know, this is a kind of like an odd access point. Like, this might not, this might get looked over a little bit as well, mm -hmm. because the access came, kind of came off of like a different side, you know. So we went in there, and um, we're driving back down some of these pretty rough roads and whatnot, and... Uh, <laughs> Here, here comes this rig, this this yeah. uh, truck pulling this mini. Oh, you can kind of tell it's not a. a, a it's an older trailer, and he's done some yeah. stuff for it for the mountains. It was like a small horse trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were like, huh, that's odd. He's, yeah. It must be a base camp or maybe. But a these base are one lane roads, and yeah. he's pulling this thing coming downhill at us. So I ended up having to like reverse back like on a half mile or so, and let him get by, and then um, and then we then we continued up and drove around a little bit, basically to where I couldn't get my. I didn't feel comfortable taking my truck back anymore. Yeah, anyone going west for the first time, like, the roads are very rough. Uh, good tires might help a bit. And, and honestly, being willing to walk some of those, if you had maybe an e-bike or a four-wheeler, not a bad idea to probably take. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, um, at least a lot of Because you could park your truck and then drive your four-wheeler even if it's on a forest Everywhere, road. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Check your legal mumbo-jumbo. Yeah. So, um, so we did that, and but then on our way back down, we saw that that rig like pulled off the side of the road, and we pulled off and we talked to this guy, and uh, <laughs> yeah, his uh, uh, his name was Lupe. He was a he was a sheep farmer. Sheep farmer. He had a little uh, Aussie shepherd dog, and yeah, so we talked to him, and um, I he, let Dave work his Dave magic <laughs> in the parking lots of public he, land. He didn't. Uh, he was. Uh, I'm guessing some kind of you know Hispanic Mexican you know, something along those lines. Yeah. And um, he didn't. He didn't speak the best English, um, but we kind of started talking, and we're like, "Yeah, we're out here hunting elk," and he's like, "Oh yeah," and he goes, <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm like, yeah, exactly," and he's like, "Oh, they're over, uh, over there, you know, up and over, and then over," and we're like, you know, so I'm like. I'm like, 
the helper over there? And he's like, oh yeah, every morning, the last three mornings. He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The last three mornings, you know, and he's like, you go up and over this one and then up the next one. And I'm like, even better because, you know. Dave about reaches for his wallet at this point. <laughs> well, and I'm like, even better because like, uh, because we, we, we brought the backpacking gear. Yeah. So we wanted to get a little bit off of the roads to get away from the people. And he's like, okay, it's up and over the mountain and then up and, up, up, up and over the next one. And I'm like, perfect. Sounds good, you know, because mm -hmm. then that way we can get away from people. Hopefully other people aren't going to be hunting those elk and stuff. And he was like, like I said, he, he, he knew those mountains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we could tell. That Guarantee dude. he didn't have any issues with on that. He, was, <laughs> he knew those ridges well, you know. Because, you know, he, he could read them like the back of his hand, I'm sure. But fuck the dog he had, probably. He could do it. And then, obviously, you know, th that instantly became plan A. You know, we, we had a lot of other plans that kind of got thrown out the window at that point. We had some advice from some other people. Intel? Yeah, we had advice from some other people that we know and whatnot. But we had this guy who was like, yeah, right over there, the last three days. And I'm like, well, we have to do that, right? You can't not do that. So what we did was we ended up ascending the, very f the, the first mountain, kind of from the road. Um, that first day we loaded up, you know, we, we got, um, have we, have we discussed like our background of a backpacking? Um, zero. So we were backpacking on the, the trip. Yeah. I, uh, like almost spike camp slash camp on your back style. Yeah. Backpack hunting. Two to three day loops from the truck is kind of what we set out to do. That was the plan. You know, and we got like lightweight tents and pads and, you know, sleeping bags. We will probably do a YouTube video with, with what we bought and. Yeah, how it worked out. How it worked day. out. Yeah, because that, that gear could be a whole 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 podcast, long long thing. Yeah, but nonetheless, um, so we loaded up our packs and we headed up and um, we kind of just did a bunch of scouting, scouting around, uh, kind of just looking for elk sign because we honestly didn't even really know like exactly what elk sign looked like. I knew a little bit from my trip. Last trip. Yeah, um, we found a we found a rub, some old droppings. Yeah. There was a bunch of cow tracks in in, in this piece. Sheep, cow. sheep, um, and we obviously we ascended in, set up camp, and went and got water. And on the way to get water, we um, were on the way back to camp, and I looked down, and I'm like, "That's a damn pedicle. It's yeah. gotta be, yeah, <laughs> gotta be a pedicle." So I kick this this supposed pedicle like two to three times from out from under this dirt. And I pull it out. It's buried, yeah. Buried. And Dave goes, is looking at it now that it's unburied in that chest level. And he goes, no. He goes, I can't tell. I was like, look at this. Goes, I'm like, it's a stick. I'm like, it's a stick. You know, and yeah, he finally yeah, yeah. turns around, look at the pedicle. I'm like, that's a shed. <laughs> so it's a half an elk shed. We found a shed like two hours into a trip. Two hours into a trip. Yep. <laughs> and at that point, I tied my Ohio shed season total. <laughs> yeah. So I only found one as well. You know, uh, home, like home twice, state, so. yeah, yeah, home state, find one shed all season in, in the West for two hours, find one. So, <laughs> the half buried one, too, yeah. like in so, like a field ish yeah. area. Like, yeah. if anybody's other shed, then they had to have walked through there. Why wouldn't you not? And it was like right in the sun and not, stuff, not far from the road. So, that shed was like super disintegrated, it'd been buried for halfway years. in the dirt, you know, beaten on the sun. Um, I don't know how, is, is, there's, there's, no telling how old, there's no telling how old it is. Yeah. But it was like even like falling apart. Yeah. Which I, I didn't know they could even do that really. Yeah. So we go back to camp, sun goes down. I wake up at midnight with 
hangover type symptoms. Well, we camped at the top. Yeah. Because we wanted our next day's um, adventures. And we wanted to be able to hear bugles in the night. When we we wanted to glass that night, we wanted to be able to hear bugles at night and then early in the morning. And then we also wanted to basically kind of cut our distance for the next day. So we camped high. Um, And yeah, you got some altitude. Yeah, midnight I wake up and I feel like a little, a decent hangover is the best way to describe it. kind of what it feels like, yeah. Yeah, like, like I could puke. I did, you know, um, just didn't feel good. No, no energy. And I'm like, how is this possible? I've done nothing, but, but whatever. I, so then I chug some water in the night and, and I end up peeing like three or four times. Like, and we're tossing turns sleeping cause bears, mountain lions, you're sleeping outside first night. First night. We definitely had some big time jitters. Yeah. We, we woke up a lot of times. You know, what was that? What was that? Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> we'll be peeking out the tents. <laughs> Terrifying. We packed we packed nine millimeters because that's what we had. Yeah, I, I'll have the full size one. Yeah, I had yeah. seventeen round clips, yeah. you know, or magazines. So we were gonna give whatever attacked us the bad boys two treatment. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, so so I wake up a little bit of sickness. I and I was like, all right, don't panic. Just drink a bunch of water. Tell Dave tomorrow. We might have to take it slightly easy. Because I've had altitude sickness skiing before out west uh, when I was younger. And um, anyways, wake up in the morning. I feel okay-ish. Uh, still not, not 100%. And uh, we, we then proceed to scout hard and move ground for the next oh, six to eight hours. Yeah. Um, and don't really find Well, any- we went in. Um, what did, how, did, how did that day go? We did, did hear we bugles. The, we did hear bugles. We that heard day. a bugle packing up tent. Yeah, that morning. Um, I don't, we didn't chase it, did we? No. Uh, we kind of went where we had the intel from Lupe. Yeah. We kind of went towards that direction. Yeah. But we ended up not not going because where he had kind of told us was like on like a point, like a like a north facing ridge that was kind of like a point that we called it. Did we hear something on the second ridge? I think we we heard a bugle on the second ridge because we never did make it to the point. We yeah. stayed on the second ridge over. Yeah. I don't know why. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. And we were not the best at gauging where exactly bugles came from. That skill got better as the trip got on. and It didn't get that much better. Yeah. Realistically, we had a lot of differing opinions on where bugles came from. Yeah. Like 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 180 degree difference mm. at times. Like that Very was over here. Right. I'm like, no, it was over there. Yeah, and <laughs> you don't know if it bounced off or how do you determine... And the way we determined, um, the two of us, we, we determined um, the one person was shooting that day. and Had the first priority was, to shoot. Cause, yeah. Well, because everybody's going to shoot if you got, yeah. Obviously, yeah. if it comes in, you're, you're Yeah, Dave's yeah, side. yeah. If Dave is behind me 10 yards and an elk pops out and he's 10 yards from me, by, by all means. Yeah. But, like, uh, whoever's day it was, that was their priority to shoot. And then that person also kind of led. Was navigator and decision maker. Decision maker. Because cause me and Byron do hunt differently a little bit. You know, we make different decisions on where we will go and why and whatnot. And then, like, the bugle thing. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I think I heard this one was closer. Yeah. And, you know, and you're like, well, I thought this was closer. I'm like, well, yeah, I it's, it's, it, I'm a trigger man today, so we're going this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how that worked. But uh, It worked out fine, really. Yeah, it really did. So, you know, um, day one, we, we push around, and we end up on what I call the glassing knob. Yeah. Best way to describe it. And... We decide, hey, we're going to glass this knob. We can see five, six meadows, a couple different directions. We can listen. We can high. listen. And 640 rolls around a couple hours before closing time. 
Yeah. We look out in this map. That, that's an elk. Yeah. We see it about the same time. Yeah. That's an elk. Pull up the binders. That's a bull. A big one. A big one. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion, one of the biggest ones we've seen. The first one, yeah. Yeah. Just a mega tank. And we're like, okay. Tank body, like massive, more massive rack. I, I, I honestly don't recall his rack all that much. Because you don't have, uh, I had the I had the 10 buys, you had the 8 buys. Yeah. Binos. So I was like, there's occasionally a couple times where, where Byron would see like a rock at a distance and he'd have me clarify that it was either a rock or an elk. Yeah. Um, I, you, you, do you think you would stick with the 8s again? Yeah, they're so light, they're so compact. They're the HD models, so they're a few years newer. They're a little crispier. A little better, yeah. On the on the, on the edge of the glass, they're a I got the crispier. Vortex Diamondbacks. Yeah, both Your are Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks are HDs. Though. Diamondbacks a, HD yeah. 8x32s. The weight difference isn't that much different, is it? It's packability significant, though. They're much smaller in a pack. Yeah, but you well, you had a Bino Harness. Bino Harness, yeah, regardless. Yeah. So the Bino Harness is the same size. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless. Um, I and then behind the him, person. behind this first elk, 20 seconds later, here's another one. Another big one. Big one. Solid I thought, rack. I thought the rack was bigger on the second. Significantly smaller body elk. Yes, yeah, significantly smaller rack body. Rack looked bigger. Might have been wider or whatever. And maybe not had the mass. You know, right. we're, we're talking, we're glassing canyons over. Yeah, so 800, we 800, 900 see. yards. But these are no no raghorns. No raghorns. I won't put an inch on them. They're probably both poking younger better. Though. Yeah, probably, yeah. Two, so, two big ones. Two, two, two big mature ones. elks put that one. So oh. we we said next next day <laughs> we gotta be there. Yeah. Next now, evening we need to be there. Next evening. We yeah. Knew next that. evening. Hundred percent. We marked. Okay, they roughly crossed on, we, on yeah. these features. We got some footage, maybe of the second one. I haven't looked at the video too much on the editor. Okay. Um, so we ended up sleeping there, right near that glassing knob that night. Yeah. So that's two nights in the woods now, and then. Um, oh, then we, we discovered night one. My power charger. Yeah, night one. Uh, so Byron, uh, Byron bought this. One we, foot cord. We needed an iPhone cord for. We had the power banks. We needed an iPhone cord to charge our phones. Um, and he's like, "I got a short one. It'd be perfect. It's packable. It's like a one footer." I was like, "Sweet, okay." And um, it didn't work. The cord. It, was it bad. fired up the first time I plugged it in, and I was looking at my phone. And it, it like shorted out or something. Yeah. I'm like, "It's not charging." So, so I panicked. Yeah. So then we needed another cord. So um, I mean, guess in the future. The phones are pretty important out there. Bring uh, multiple bring cords, two cords yeah. multiple power banks for like between two guys. That way, if one cord fails, you you have two cords. Or bring the big power bank, the one that Andy gave us. That was a lifesaver. Yeah. Um, Andy, obviously, you know, people probably have heard of him at least mm -hmm. in the podcast or know him in the videos. He um, he gave us like a huge like a twenty, 20 whatever system twenty thousand amper yeah multiplier. Nonetheless, bring cup, bring two cords. Um, even for two shorties, or just get maybe get like a legit iPhone cord. This <laughs> maybe a little bit legit, not, not yeah. going to fail on you, but okay. So that so that's what happened there. So that's the second night in the woods. We slept near that glass knob, and so that, that next morning we went. Um, we glassed first light. We glassed at first light, and then we did we chase bugles. No, we chased stick popping. We did the brushbuster stick popping chase. We did. We did. <laughs> because we were brush, we we were brush busters. Yeah, we were just 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 scaling, you know, mountains, north face of slopes, and just looking and listening and, and trying to find tracks and sign and smell out. Yeah, like logistically, we have no elk hunting experience, but we know how to scout. Yeah, you know, we've done some scouting. 
yeah. in our lives. So trying to figure out what was hot signs. That for wasn't elk. the day we got. We heard the bugle. And we had our first try. Try to call him in. No, that was that was stick pop chasing, and then we we towed to camp towards the truck to get the iPhone charger. Yeah, and we were gonna move move camp. Yeah, go to town, get a, get a quarter two, grab a slice of pizza, repark the truck. At because a new we parked location. on a new location, yeah. New location, pack camp in. We we thought we discovered Death Valley A. Yeah. Packing in, it's like mid eighties. Dave is saying, "Dude, we're not gonna make it." <laughs> I was getting news. The heat was bad. Yeah, heat. Yeah, that. And it was, we had a long morning of of climbing a lot and chasing. We went down the cliff of death that stuff. morning. So at, yeah. at, at mile number seven ish of the day, we are packing in camp with you know 40 50 pounds probably on the back going back in going back in doing doing another few to get in and then then we, then we knew we had to go really to far to get to where we saw those bulls at the night before yeah so we um yeah we hike in and then we we decide so the first two nights we camped high and water became an issue yeah because the only water we could find was in the bottoms um it's it's been kind of dry out west and the only water we could find was in the bottom so we had so we decided to camp low, and just not. And then we so we thought we would camp low, and we would hike up in the mornings to try to listen for bugles. Yeah. Well, and and on our way back, like you and I are getting tired at this point. We're like mile seven of the day, with with weight. Yeah. The whole way. I think we we're seven when we got back out to the truck. So whatever, we're we're significant miles on the day. I said we got to ditch camp, almost spike camp at this point. We got to ditch some weight. Yeah, so we dropped away and we picked a spot down by the creek. The creek. And then we I tried we tried to pick a flat spot. Yeah. Um so this is a camp setup. This is our third camp setup at this point. Yeah. And then we went and we went to that meadow where those two bulls crossed that night, which was even further back in. Which was just ways in. We didn't think it was as far. So that's yeah. the whole trick to everything. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We should tell this. <laughs> You're like, okay, it's just like it's one this. one ridge over, you know, yeah. two ridges over. Two ridges over is like a mile. Well, and, 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 and the elevation climb started getting, Dave, I kind of knew this from my time out west before, but like, you start climbing these these mountains, and yeah. you're like, oh yeah, like I can I can visually see the peak. I'm like, no Dave, that's like a third of the way up the mountain. Yeah, it like looks like a peak, and they keep cresting. They keep going. Yeah. So. And then, um, you know, but um, as far as that's concerned, as far as like physical shape and whatnot, I think we did fine there, you know? Yeah. You know, Byron definitely has... Um, you know more cardio than I do. I'm a little bit bigger guy, so like the the packs really weren't bothering like my shoulders and stuff as much as they were bothering you. Right. But like I would have to take more breaks on our climbs. Yeah. Like my legs felt fine. Don't get me wrong. Like your quads and whatnot, like got her on fire. Um. But but you know. But I lift, so I can deal with that. Yeah. But like the cardio was yeah. not as there for me. My like lung. It, it took me longer to catch my breath. Yeah, my lung recovery was where we noticed. But but honestly. You you do some preparation. You you just get through it. I think you need. I think if I had to, say, I don't know. I think you need some of the strength to kind of be able to constantly keep go. going. But it, but you also um, like the cardio. Like basically, just speeds you up. Yeah, it's just gonna take you longer to climb the mountain if you if you're if you don't have the cardio. Yeah, you're just gonna take more breaks. So that's the thing, because because when we had to we 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 walked all the way out, we had to move camp and whatnot, and then and then those two bulls crossed early. Yeah, they so crossed like six thirty. So we were kind of rushing to get back in. So we, we were, were climbing mountains. We were walking 
trying to walk at a pretty quick clip, you know? Yeah, because we had to get back in there. I mean, that's a lead on bulls that I may never kill in my life. Yeah, and there was two of them. Yeah. And they crossed the same thing at 6.45 or whatever, 6.30. And we're like, we got to get in there. So we get to the meadow. We are able to determine, hey, they crossed by these two pine trees. Yeah. Where do we set up? And that, that was a 20-minute process to figure out because... The was, one, yeah, harder than I thought it'd be. We should have clarified a little bit better than I before. Yeah, r rookie thing would be if you see elk cross at a distance, maybe verify some very key land features that they cross by at a distance. We were kind of like, yeah, they just crossed like behind those that little brush pile. Like I think we were wrong on our first, first guess. First from the top, yeah. And then our second guess kind of revealed some some uh, a heavy fresh rub, which kind of confirmed because the second bull we saw the last night was was dicking mm -hmm. around in the woods right there, and he was probably making that rub. Yeah, probably. That, that rub was fresh shavings. Yeah. Uh, again, we were playing to, uh, to the strengths of scouting. And and Dave thought I should set up for the pine tree location, which was a what, was a 36-yard shot. To the trails they cross. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I don't want that. But it clearly was like you could see the the whole – you looking at the time on that? Yeah. Okay. It's giving me a – sorry, folks. Slight warning. I've only got 41 minutes of record time on the card left. Okay. Okay. So you could um, you could see you could see them the coming in better. You yeah, could see you, where you could see coming. a lot more. And then um, and then you could you know it just it's it set up a little bit better. You they were going to be broadside. All right, we're back. Just a change of battery there. So we were describing our ambush location, and there was pine tree A that was thirty six yard shot, a little bit better of visual to see the meadow, to see the bulls come in. I elected, and, th and this came down to my decision to take the tucked over the little rise, shorter shot, could have been anywhere from 15 to 25 yard, but I was not going to be able to visually see him come in. The first thing I was probably going to see was tips of antlers. Yeah. And I just felt more confident that if they do cross and they cross at that spot, all I got to do is see a rack and execute a shot that I was more comfortable yeah. with. You know, and I kind of tucked just tucked in behind you at that point because I was like, I don't want to mess up anything and be in the way and the visuals be them see me or something. Yeah. So I kind of just tucked in behind you and was gonna try to get on film. And if I'd have had a saddle or a stand like two sticks, dude, that was the spot to be. Yeah. Because then it would have taken. I could have visually watched him walk in, but nonetheless, they did not show. But yeah. I sat there ready. I said, dude, I got to focus for three hours. All this could be a bull of a lifetime for me. I said. I had bow in hand. You stood there for a while, yeah. Stood there, released, not clipped, but like, basically telling myself, like, dude, all you gotta do is hold this bow and be ready to draw and shoot very quickly, but you just gotta stare at this spot for three hours. Especially from about, yeah, well, wasn't, yeah, about 6.15 on. We, yeah, we were really yeah I was just place. like, dude, you, you can't be dicking around. Yeah. Not, not, don't hang the bow up. Because we're assuming they're gonna be unpatterned. Yeah, this, yeah. You know, we, everybody we, told us season. early season they'll be patternable. We chose early season because we figured we could get away from the pressure, and we could somewhat hunt them a little bit like White House. And we could use Labor Day as a travel slash away day from work and not yeah. earn PTO. Yep. Yeah. So, so that's that's, that's Patreon know. level tip right there. Yeah, but we, you know, going thinking back on that now, I think we would have waited. Should have uh, shifted by about five days. Yeah, we don't want to necessarily get the full. Uh, pressure rut crowd pressure yeah. but like maybe just wait like a handful of days later yeah to start the trip so the bulls did not show and no. with 10 minutes of closing time light i said let me at least get to the meadow because let's say they crossed and they were lower or higher 
well, with 10 minutes left, I can make a play potentially. Yeah. So we start sneaking out a little bit into the opening. No, no bulls. We shoot up 50, 50 to 75 yards to kind of exit. Yeah. And we look over and here's a herd of elk. Yeah. In, so in I a, looked over to, meadow. to the other ridge over. Yeah. And it wasn't even a meadow. It was like, so you had North Face of Slope and it was like the top of top. The North Face of Slope. And it was like a little fieldish area. And um, I looked over and I saw, I only saw like one at first. Mm -hmm. And they kind of just, they were filtering out quick. Yeah. And I ended up seeing uh, five cows and one bull, a big bull. Yeah. Really wide, um, uh, like a like a, like a white rack, like a lighter colored rack. Yeah. So I think it's different. It could have been the second one of the group of the two. Sure. It could have been that one or it could have been a third different bull. So we at this point now, and, and this one was also a big one. Yeah. Big mature one too. So this point, there's, that's potentially the third bull in the same like hillside, you know, in in two nights. Yeah. We're, we're at this point. I thought if we saw one one elk the whole trip, <laughs> You'd be happy. that was my expectation. At this point, we've seen um, eight. Th yeah, yeah, we'd seen eight. In two in in two days. Three stud bulls. <laughs> Cloud nine, <laughs> folks. So this so, so then we see them come out. So we're like, okay. Well, tomorrow evening we're gonna be there. Yeah. So, uh, so basically we did. But how did we? How did that day start? Uh, did we hunt three? the creek because we were we were pretty tired? Creek crossing in the morning. Yeah, and we we found a good creek crossing, and at first light we went and sat at the creek crossing. Um, just not, for not too um, far from camp, save our legs a little bit. And we we only sat there for forty five minutes. Yeah. Just just because you know maybe something will kind of filter through. We had North Face slip on one side. Thinking maybe they they slip in there across yep. this creek crossing. And we smelled elk there later in the week. Like there was definitely there was like a really hard like rock, uh, like rock face cliff too that like funneled them to that crossing. Mm -hmm. So it was like had a couple things work for it. It was like a pinch and it was also a good crossing. Um, it was a good it was a good spot. Yeah. Um, you you sit that enough during the season you'll shoot one. Yeah. So we sat there first forty five minutes daylight. Then we. Um, can't remember exactly where we did then. Was that was this the the day we went up? Did we venture over towards the water hole? Did we yeah, we went to the water hole. And that's when we had the encounter. We had the bugle and we played the game. Yeah, we tried to. Okay, so I, I found this um, suspected water hole on the map. Just searching that maps, saw a lot of trails leading to this um, thing that looked like a water hole. And we're like, well, let's go check it out. So we start hiking. It's it's a good little good little hike. We make it over there. Um, it's definitely more of like a man-made thing for free-ranging cattle, um, but it has to have a lot of elk tracks in it too. So we check that out. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> oh, we got some cores on the hotel fridge. Yeah. So we check this thing out, and we we just kind of wanted to see what it was looking like. Maybe um, it might be something we would hunt for future evenings or something or hot afternoons, which we did. We I think we sat it two two afternoons. Two afternoons. We sat near it. We sat like, uh, you know, midday afternoon trails. But nonetheless, we keep moving along. And um, and I'm, uh, you know, I say calling was definitely... Um, Something we should have done more of. Yeah, touch more of. I don't think we were bad because I was getting responses to my bugles. Yeah, the bugles so were I was on the only point. One I think our cow calls were weaker than our bugles. Yeah, I was the only one who could bugle. Um, Looking back, I should have bought and a bugle I had a, in practice. I, well, you could have maybe practice like they didn't have to be a tube. Either. So I got like I use mouth calls for turkeys too, which you don't. No, right. So I kind of know how to use the diaphragms a touch better. But I've killed two turkeys, folks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I killed one. 
I took you with my daughter. It's not the same. But uh, I, uh, nonetheless, I, I can actually bugle decent with a tube. Yeah. Which is supposed to be, but I actually can bugle better with the tube than I can with like the Primo's extendable thing, which is supposed to be easier. Yeah. But nonetheless, I rip a bugle. We're actually heading to a different area. Well, let's say we're heading east on a trail, and I bugle east. Some responds back behind us to the west, and we're like, "Oh shit, it's close." This is our game, first like, game on. Yeah, it's our first opportunity. We're like in the game. Like, let's go. We're chasing the elk for the first time. We got one responding and stuff. So we 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 cut the distance. You know, I bugle again. I don't think he ever responded again. Did he? No, I don't think he did either. <laughs> But nonetheless, we cut distance. I think I bugled one more time. Nothing. We cut distance again. I think I uh, like bugled. We're cow calling. Like I like. I'm like Byron's going back behind me. I'm cutting distance. Like I would bugle like away from where he bugled from. You know, toward like down the hill. Byron would cow call. Byron would snatch some sticks. I would kind of run up like 50 yards, thinking because at this point thermals are rising. Yeah. So I'm thinking he's gonna circle high. There's like a little like he's he was up on his ridge and like in between me and him was like this little meadow, and I'm like man he's gonna come right through here it's gonna be all perfect looking through the field like Primo's videos, everything's crossing my mind you know I'm like I got lanes I'm like range and shit we heard a couple stick pops they were probably squirrels I'm like he's coming <laughs> get ready you know I'm like all pumped end up nothing happening nothing. but nonetheless I mean that was the first time we played the game with with the bugling bull yeah. of the trip and I was like. Even afterwards, we were like, that's pretty fun, man. That's pretty cool. That's you know? pretty we were kind of talking to each other. Like, Byron's like, you think we should have done anything different? And I'm like, no, not really. And I was like, I think if he would want to play the game, I think we did our right job. Thinking back, we should have just went after him. Just gone. At least bumped him. Yeah. We were kind of scared to bump him out. We are like, we thought if we bumped him out, they'd be gone forever. Which, I don't know if that's the case or not, but... Um, you know, at least we would have then figured it out. Yeah. Maybe yeah. He, maybe we could have, like, hell, you know, you never know. If, if, our, if we came in from the top, we had the thermals right, we could have bumped him. He might have jumped up to the broadside of 40 yards. You know, who knows? Yeah. But, um, so, nonetheless, that was that day. I think we well, set the water hole that afternoon. No, no, no. Yeah, let's get to the evening. We we get up to the field. We'd seen the, the group in the night before. Yep, we hiked back over there. That was, get, that was a long day of walking, too. Long day of walking. Get to the tree, we get set up, yep, and get tucked in, and we feel pretty confident. And you see a spiker run the almost the same route as as the bulls before. The two and, bulls the night before, in the other in the other meadow, because I can see it from we can see it from this one. Yeah, it was high. Yeah, and I see a little spiker cross this this meadow right where the two bulls crossed that night before. Yeah, so maybe if we'd have du double hunted that spot, maybe we, we would have got an arrow. Got shot that spiker, but yeah. who knows? But he was kind of running. He, he was on he was a little good. bit of a trot. I don't know what his deal was. He stopped a couple times, but he something he didn't like something. He didn't like something. And then um what else? Oh, and then that night too, we had so we had a bull bugling The Bugla. The we call him the Bugla. Yeah. Because he like, was like if Conor McGregor said Bugla. Like yeah. that's that that's the name of this bull we called him. <laughs> and he's gotta be Irish. Because he was he was he started bugling at like five thirty. And we're like, what's he doing over there? You know, and it yeah. was like uh, but he was like close, and he was close, but he was also kind of far enough away. But we thought that those we had we had a bull and five cows come out this meadow like, the night before. Yeah, yeah. Like early, I'm just saying, early season whitetails, like they're gonna come here. So we didn't chase the. Like bugle. we have a very killable opportunity yeah. versus this bull. Maybe wants to play. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe we, you know. I'm just like, dude. We know elk were here 24 yeah. hours ago. 
So we kind of made the executive decision to sit there and wait for those, to where those, those. Uh, yeah, it wasn't like we were waiting before. on one elk. We were waiting on six. Yeah, six came out there the night before. Yeah. And um, the bugler was over there kind of doing his thing. Uh, just to kind of, he was, he hit it. He bugled probably, you know, seven, eight four? times. Yeah. Maybe. Nah. And then he was kind of, it was kind of a lot. And uh, so I don't know what that deal was. Maybe we should have went after him. Who knows? Yeah. But come down to it, the six elk that we saw night four never showed. Never showed. Um, so that's two nights in a row now. We've sat a pattern and saw nothing. So at that point, we were like, executive decision. Fuck patterns. We're not doing it anymore. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like, we're not doing it anymore. Period. And then um, next morning, mm-hmm. I was shooter, and we had seen a bunch of. Uh, Rubs on the way in for your evening hunt the night before. Elk rubs in that bottom. Yeah, in that bottom, yeah. So I said, look, we've seen an elk pop out of that, but, you know, we've seen a lot of elk in that general area. Yeah. So I said, we're going there. I said, we're going to start the day there. We're going to figure out what's going on over there. Clearly, there's elk in there. Yeah. I'm the high percentage, you know, seen elk coming in and out of there. Yep. Walking the trail. It's a... Uh, 29 it's, minutes. 29 minutes. It's, it, it's, uh, it's, I don't know, an hour after sunrise. Yeah. No, that's right. I saw them as we were walking in. We jumped that mule deer, probably. Maybe. Because there was something that bounded off. Dave and I stood behind a pine tree. You thought you heard, like, hooves? Yeah. No, we forgot the best part of it. The the day, um, the, the when we were going after, the, so the, the, the bugle that we heard, that we yeah. had the encounter, we, we thought we had an encounter with, and we were trying to call and everything. Then we did go in that area, and that's when we jumped the moose. No, no, no. We haven't got there yet. Yeah, we did, because no, no, you no. thought that that thing was a moose. No, we end up we end up at the moose. No, I'm telling you. Don't we? Don't we? we no, we no. We 100. Your memory's terrible. After we played the game, we thinking that one was right there in the majestic primo yeah, meadow. That was the moose. We day. went we went down in there, and that was right where okay. the moose was at. Okay, back up to Dave's majestic meadow. We played the well, game. Well, I thought he was going to come through this majestic meadow, and he just didn't. We played yeah, a game this, with one, but then we did we did go over towards where he was at. We did go, but we didn't. We never did jump stomping him. around. And um, we, we went we went down and we actually looped back and came almost right came we came within a hundred yards of the trail we just walked. Yeah. Thermals are rising the whole time. And so so we had cut a hundred yards below this moose and there was nothing with the moose. We we cut you know, with thermals rising, you know, an hour before. And then we yeah. looped back and we came back around to where we were going. And this is a jungle. We're thick of stomping. I mean, it's bad. It's thicker. It's thicker timber. And, and we're climbing. We're climbing up through a jungle, over deadfall and whatnot. And here, this this fifteen yards. Yeah, 10, 15 hill. yards. This thing just starts moving in the brush, and we're like, oh shit! You know, I think I might have even said, I might have even said elk. I might. I think I was like, elk, bear, moose. <laughs> <laughs> and out stands. And like when a whitetail stands up. It's gone. fucking gone. They're, they're, they're set up and they're out of here. Gone. <laughs> this thing, you could have landed a goddamn plane. Dude, he, he took so long to get up. So long. And all I see at first is this big black blob. I'm like, it's a pair. I'm about to die. Well, I saw something just big jump up. So my first thing was like, oh. And then, then I saw his I saw his black. I was like, bear. <laughs> and I'm like. It's got giant paddles. I think I said giant moose. <laughs> giant moose comes out of Dave's mouth. And we're just like. Oh, fuck. And like I said, this thing takes for forever to stand up. <laughs> and then runs, 
I don't know, 30 yards to the right. I actually think I got some footage of him. We both got tattoo cams on our bows, didn't turn them on. No, I'm just pulling up my cell phone. <laughs> I, I need to do better at the tactic cam turn on. But this thing stands up, runs 40 yards to the right, mysterious creature to the left, we assume is a moose, maybe an elk, I don't know. But it was t t that was right around the area where that elk bugled at. But at the same time, would a moose bed with an elk? Somebody should have, somebody, hopefully a little more experienced listens to this podcast. They were 30 yards straight. Yeah, 30 yards apart. 30, sure. yeah. We never see that thing. We watched this bull moose for probably 20, 30 seconds, maybe a minute. Because, dude, he ran off to like 40 yards, kind of stopped, meandered, and he kind of shuffled and kind of trotted and ran and stopped again. He didn't like, he didn't leave. We could have killed him four times. Yeah, 100%. Like, drawn the bow, probably shot him at 20 yards. We probably could have walked right towards him Yeah, and shot him. He, he, he was just standing care. there. He didn't care. Um, we did come to find out from a local at the gas station that he said, good thing you jumped a bull moose instead of a cow. He said, if you jump a cow moose with a calf, she would probably have just run you over. He said, he said she wouldn't, with, with no regard, whatever it is, she's coming straight to attack. Yeah. So. Like she doesn't even like find what her surroundings are. She's just attack mode from the start, he said. And then somebody else told me that in Anchorage, female moose kill more people than anything. Bears other male moose so if it would have been a bear or if that moose would have charged us we would have died yeah we'd just throw our bows at it yeah i would have smacked him with my bugle too <laughs> i probably had it in my hand just like boom <laughs> done nothing oh so yeah that was that was an experience i mean that's cool it was like it was a big one too it was a big one like solid paddles like yeah like a, like a shooter i would think for most even locals yeah. I, I got no idea. <laughs> but anyway, so so fast forward, this is, I don't know, day three, day four, whatever. Uh, I'm the shooter. We're sneaking down a trail, and all I hear behind me is, pirate! <laughs> and Dave reaches into the bushes and pulls out a solid shed yeah. off a trail. Right off the trail. <laughs> off the trail. I'm, I'm talking a foot and a half off the trail. Maybe two foot max. Because we, we, had, we had jumped something like twice. At this point, and then we jumped in the dark. We stood. We were like, "Well, we jumped." We stood in. there behind a pine because it didn't run far. No, we're like we'll stand here until it gets daylight. So we stood there, and then nothing happened. And Byron snuck up in there and everything. But then we we kind of got on this little horse trail. We didn't even know it was there, and we start sneaking. And we start sneaking down this trail. Bunch and, of rubs. Yeah, a bunch of rubs, whatnot. And and plus we jumped that thing. So we're thinking maybe we're walking up to it. We don't know. And then I'm like, I'm like, hey, 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 and he's like, what? I'm like. <laughs> Look! <laughs> hold up this, hold up this shed. He's like, no shit. <laughs> like a raghorn, like solid shed. Yeah. Like if I shot that bull, I'd be ten out of ten tickled. It's a six point. Wow, it's six point size. It's a magnum in my mind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shit. Oh, uh, so so yeah, we we posted a photo of that yesterday. That'll be you know featured. I mean, that was the biggest shed we found. Yeah. Um. And it's a pretty good one, and just to note, like the the the, the three bulls we've seen coming into this were way larger than that. Yeah, shit. yeah, way large, like no comparison. Yeah. So we uh, we then still hunt and kind of scout for the next hour. Um, we uh, we end up kicking up a spike and finding some really good sign. Yeah. Really good, you know, fresher shit. Spike or raghorn? You didn't get a good view. I of didn't it. get a good. He look. didn't have a lot up top. Yeah. And. Um, kick up a spike and we're kind of cussing ourselves like damn like we were close like probably a hundred he might have he might have half viewed that one once or twice yeah but then the thunderstorm picks up 
This was thunderstorm day. Yeah. And we're like, shit, we gotta go. Yep. Because we're high. And then on the way out, we find even better signs. Oh. And we really start to smell out. So and we're, and we're, I'm like trying to mark pins, and yeah. Brian's like, do we gotta go? <laughs> Like, we, we're running through the saddle, right? And it's got a good amount of elk sign. And it's the most, like, people talk about smelling elk. Yeah. This is the most smelly elk area we've been in. Dave's like, we got a hunt here tonight. I'm like, you better fucking run. <laughs> so we, we bust down this rock face. I about fall three times. Dave got a video of that. Any cores over there? I don't know And yeah. um, we do make it back. We survive a rainstorm in our little flimsy tents that... That we're literally like jumping in our tents, as the throwing bows, throwing packs in there as the rain's starting to hit. Yeah. So two two kids sitting in these tents, like I, f I felt like I was just it, was, it started hailing. It was, like, it, was, it was a little scary. Dude, the the, the the and when you're up high, the lightning just hits different, man. Yeah. It's it's hard to explain unless you've seen it. Yeah. So it lights up the sky like legit, like like full bright mode yeah. for a few seconds. Yeah, and yeah, it it was scary. I would say like that was um, that was very scary. The thunder rattles you. It, it was it was noticeably it the, the thunderstorms hit different. And then so then we that so, clears that clears and we went back in scale the rock face. That's a tough rock face to scale. Tough. There's it's some like heavy the first breathing. like like 150 foot of the climb is so steep, and uh, it's just like a burner. It really is. It's like a leg burner. But yeah. then it kind of flattens off. I don't know. Nothing flattens off. Nonetheless, we we, we call this the rock face. We call it a, um, a mountain lion uh, mountain lion cliff because it just looks like where a mountain lion would would, would hang out at. Just in the rocks. I don't know why. Yeah. You always see pictures of them. They're on rocks. And shit. <laughs> they, they are. But uh, we uh, climbed up this. We ended up climbing up this multiple times. But this is the first time. And we get up there, and um, we're to walking this. to this to this spot where we had all that sign at. Yeah, get we right smell, in that saddle. You can smell them right over, right, right over the crest, crest. of the hill. Bugle, hammer bugle. <laughs> no, no, first, first there's like cow calls. We, you're like, I think that's a cow, and and, I, and then I think I like swatted at a bee, and you're like, you're swatting at a bee when there might be a cow right there. <laughs> and I'm like. I couldn't hear shit. Because <laughs> this bee was the, These little bees and these flies would just buzz around your face. Oh, the midday dude. was the worst about those They fuckers. would just buzz around you and you couldn't hear shit. It's just in your ear the whole time. And I'm like swatting at it. And then he's like, he's like, I think I heard. He's like, he's like, you didn't have the cow right there. And then the bugle rips. And we're like, oh shit, we're in the game. I think I, res I, think I responded. I think I tried to cut yep. it off pretty yep. quick. And then it fired right back. And then there are more cow calls, and there's like different sounding cow calls. Dave's yelling at me, run forward! Yeah, I'm like, you go forward, and I'm like dropping back. And there's no trees for me to hide behind, so I like dump my pack, and I'm like crawling through the grass, <laughs> trying to get down lower, and I'm bugling down low, and so, Byron's sneaking up high, because it's, it's midday. It was like, well, it might have been like three. Three. So the thermals are rising heavy, and... Uh, we're, the, we're I'm back and forth bugling with dude, this thing. Yeah, it, it's it, it's a battle. I'm like, dude, th I'm about to kill. Yeah, I'm raking brush. Yeah. I'm like this. I go nice. to range these trees and my hand is shaking, <laughs> and I'm like, you. I literally had a self talk. I said, you motherfucker, <laughs> you're never gonna kill an elk again. My wife has already texted me. I'm never coming elk hunting again. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you get it together. This may be your only chance in your life to shoot a bull. I said, you get it together. And then I calm down a little bit. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna smoke this son of a gun. <laughs> And uh, so 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 I, I make a couple plays. 
on, on what tree I want it because I'm like, dude, I want to be able to shoot. I said, he crushed this hill. I want to be able to shoot him. Yeah. And I'm looking, and I was like, I think that's a cow up there. I was like, I can see movement. Yeah. I was like, but it's not coming. I can't see antlers. I was like, I think that's a cow in that bush. I'm looking <laughs> at it, and I'm looking at it. About a couple of bugles go back and forth between Dave and this bull. Dude, we were battling. Oh, battling. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, dude, that's another hunter. I can I can kind of see it at this point. Yeah, you see him, yeah. So, so then I bust out of the, butt, the brush, and like Dave looks at me like, motherfucker, I'm going to kill you right now. Like, why are you breaking? Like, what? You were tucked in. You were ready. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And, and I'm like giving him signals like, dude, another hunter. Like trying to show that like another. Yeah. And then. Yeah. So, so, so two gentlemen from Idaho Falls end up coming over and we chat with them for probably 15 minutes, which was good because then I could ask about seven podcast level questions to, to elk hunting of what I've observed in yeah. the last couple of days. And yeah, they had, elk, they had done some elk hunting in the past. Yeah. Hadn't killed a bunch. No. But we're, we're, we're you know, they had some experience. So I could ask about seven, eight good yep. level questions to help us with trip. Yeah. Really nice guys. They're going to be in, uh, we'll probably text them back and forth often yeah you know uh but we have nicknamed them the bugle boys they bugled a lot they did so but we went, that might be the tactic you know because they got on some elk you know and we, we they were, haven't killed a lot of elk though. we were doing the more silent game yeah so i don't know so we went our separate ways we hear the bugle boys ripping um we end up climbing another side of the creek so third climb of the day we get to the top and we can kind of hear another bull bugling and we're not 100 percent sure if it's real or fake and another thunderstorms kicks up right at daylight right right at daybreak well, we went down and we went up time. a completely different mountain face yeah so this is like the third climb of the day i literally just said that yeah <laughs> but yeah it, we, it, we called ourselves the brush busters brush busters we yeah. called them the bugle boys <laughs> as far as we knew we were the only four in the area yeah you yeah know? that were hitting it hard yeah and bottom line dave and i then for the the second time of the day come busting out this you know here's the thunderstorm rolling in we're running down running. the mountain. We passed the Bugle Boys on the trail. Yep. Literally go around them with headlamps. I don't know if they had headlamps. Yeah, um, they were a little they were a little unprepared, I think. And Dave and because I Because they, they they struck one up right there at, at dusk. Yeah. They had one they had one fired up right there at dusk and, and they thought it was gonna get I don't think they were planning on hunting till dark necessarily. Mm. They have they got one fired up right there at the end of the light and but uh <laughs> we ended up passing them on the trail because we were legit running. Yeah, we're jogging. Like running with packs and we make it to the tent and and survive or whatever and dave's asking me to peek out during this rainstorm and check on the bugle boys because i because the way my tent was facing i couldn't peek out and i was yelling at him like fuck that dude it's raining hard no hard i'm like day. make sure they're good man make sure they're good and so i ended up getting out when the rain slowed down i shined my light back to the trail because they never passed the, our tent at this point our spike camp was close close enough to the trail we should have passed us yeah and I started shining my light back there, and, I, and then they flicked the lights back at me. So they, they took cover underneath some trees or something. And uh, they ended up coming by a little bit later once the rain died down. And uh, and we were kind of talking a little bit. And we kind of said, yeah, sorry we had to run past you, but we had some camera gear and we had to go. It was time to go. <laughs> we had to get to the camp. And then, uh, so yeah, and that night was a tough sleep. Oh, the worst sleep I've had. Like in four more thunderstorms at least, two or three, right? I mean, I don't know. And they're all spaced two hours apart, so like one would would start to die down, and you'd fall back asleep, and then you would hear the next one come in 20, 30 minutes Dude, away. Dude, it would come forever. Yeah. R rumbling thunder would just keep coming. And then lightning closer, cracks would light closer, the whole valley closer. up. Oh. Light the whole valley up for like, the lightning would crack, and you could legit like throw a football pass. Yeah. 
for like five seconds. Yeah. Like it would be that little. We need to Google how dangerous lightning in the mountains and protocol for surviving because I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't have been under that tree. We were camping at the bottom at that point, though. Mm -hmm. We weren't camping high that day. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. So, terrible night of sleep. Yeah. And we have competition at this point. Mm -hmm. The next day, where do we go? What do we do? I don't remember. Next morning, we went back up there. Okay. Where we saw all those trails and stuff. Yeah. And uh, um, where we were at, the, the following evening, we went right back there for a starting point. And then we went back up there, and then we kind of sat at these these heavy trails on the North Face Slope, like the topper, top quarter of this North Face Slope. We sat those trails for the first four or five minutes of daylight or so. And then we worked our way up to the top, worked around, got on this rock cliff that faced, it was like a southern face slope, but it faced a whole other dark timber ridge side of North Face and, uh, Slope. And I ripped, I ripped a bugle. That's when we heard the three bugles. Yeah. We had three bugles. We had two Ways to the right away. and one to the left. Ways away. Yeah, so we started... I said, Dave, we got to run. So we started moving. We started going down this... It was like a long southern-facing rock face cliff System. thing. Yeah, whatever. It took a long time to get down. So we're, we're, we're going down. We went down probably like, you know, four or five hundred yards, and I'd rip again, and they would all respond again. You know, the one to the left were responding a little bit quicker, but yeah, there was two was, to the right, high. though, and they were a little closer. Full full disclosure, I would have gone off to your left, but you, yeah, you there were Yeah, there was two to the right. There was two to the right. Yeah. So we kept going, and then, they, and then the ones to the right, um, the ones to the right actually kept calling. And the one actually started, uh, he, would, he would respond with like a chuckle. He wouldn't respond yeah. to the vehicle. So we ended up going that way, and then we started working up this, this north face slope. There's roughly like one ridge over from where we had... We thought two bugles were coming from. And then we start working up this, and it's it's a jungle. It's a jungle. And it's, everything's wet. Yeah. Everything's soaking wet, and it's a jungle. So we are drenched 10 yards into this climb of this jungle, like head to toe because everything's soaking wet. Feet, shoes, boots, you know, the whole nine yards. So we climb up, and then uh, I'm doing calling, and when we think we pinpointed where this this this, this bull ends up being one, he would chuckle a lot. He would chuckle response, and we thought we had him 100% pinpointed. So then we waited until, um, we, we kind of started working our way up, and we waited till the thermals would rise. We were 200 yards-ish from him. He refused to come across the you, valley. Yeah, yeah, there was a couple good trails, like we're like, dude, he should come across if he's fired up. We never did. Never did. So no. we waited for the, the thermals to rise, and we went up above him. Which was a journal. Yeah, it took a long time to get over there. Yeah, it took like 45 minutes to an hour for us to go like, Probably four or five hundred yards, but we kind of looped away from where he was and, and around and, and came around around the and it was pretty steep yeah. and it was jungly. So then we get to like, um, like I don't know, maybe two hundred yards from where we had the pin marked at where we thought he was, and I said I'm gonna go down there and try to find him because at this point he wasn't he wasn't responding at all. Yeah. So I started sneaking down, sneaking down, sneaking down. And I'm sneaking at this point, uh, like crawling through these like um, weedy bush things. Not crawling, but like duck walking, like yeah. low, like crouched walking, and uh, and I'm sneaking down, and I'm like right where he's, like right where he should be at, and I keep sneaking, and I'm glassing and sneaking glass, and I would, I was looking hard, I was looking for, because the stuff wasn't that tall, and I'm like, I should see his hand. How tall was it? Like three, foot? three feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I should see his podcast. rack. I should see his rack. You know. Yeah. Unless he was tucked over to the right, you know, up like up like like partially into the valley. But so I would keep sneaking over that way, and I keep peeking down in there. But it was kind of, a, kind of a pretty good drop off. 
And I'm like, you know, it's not like he was in the bottom. It's not like he was up on this yeah, finger. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so, it's like he was sinking down. And finally, I see this huge bed with super fresh shit in it and fresh tracks going down the finger. And I'm like... He slipped us. He slipped us. We blew him out, you know? So, and, and this is exactly, pretty much the exact line that we had him on. Yeah, yeah. 100% this so is, I go like another, is our I, I keep going down like another like 100 yards. And and I keep sneaking down, sneaking down, sneaking down, and glassing, and I just don't see anything. Finally, I rip a bugle. And I'm like, if he's around here, I'm just going to rip one. Right? I'm, at this point, I'm on, if he's still here, I'm on top of him. He said, he said respond. I if bugle. he blows out, well, at least hear him or see him. Yeah, and then nothing. And I'm like, well, all right. So I literally stand up. I've been crawling this whole time. I stand up, and I just walk back up to the top, to Byron. And then, and then I get Byron, and we, we're like, all right, well, let's just go ahead and head back to camp, and we'll... We'll try to get some dry clothes. Maybe we'll walk back to the truck and get some dry clothes, etc. We'll figure things out from there. So we started to head down the hill. And we're just walking, talking, you know. And, and we he, get, Dave we, shows me the first bed. Show you the first bed. And we go like another 100 yards. And I'm like, yeah, this is roughly where I turn around at. We go like another like 20 yards from where I stopped at. And I look up and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I go, I go, giant bull, giant bull, giant bull. And I'm whispering to Byron. And this giant is standing there broadside at like 65. If you look up the King's Camo logo, where, where it's like a broadside bull and just towering wide-ass horns, that's yeah. all that is burned into my memory. Because you were tucked behind like a little bit of bush. Yeah. I saw him, we were looking eye to eye. Didn't I could just, he, like, like you said, you know, we, we don't hunt elk, but you know, this was, this is a world-class bull. Like cars. people would like to know, people would love to know where this guy was at. Yeah, and um, and our buddy Wade's killed a three thirty. This thing tanks it. This thing's a giant. Yeah, and uh, and he stands there and he stay. He gives us like five, seven. Seconds. I yell, I yell, Dave, sixty. <laughs> yeah, I was like giant bull, giant bull, giant bull. Parker goes sixty, and we're like knocking arrows, knocking yeah. arrows. We're about to double send it at the giant. <laughs> Just let her fly, dude. We shot sixty broadheads. Yeah, we could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro we know our broadhead flight at least to yeah. sixty is solid. Mm -hmm. Like, we can execute. And then uh, he he ended up running away, obviously. Um, but I was kicking myself for that. Like, dude, I should have just went a little bit further. Now, how far was he? Um, he was what was he probably 84 where I stopped at? No, but sixty four yards. Like, I mean, sixty four yards when I ranged the bush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second. Like we had like if he, he was roughly sixty. We yeah, if he shot a sixty pin, we'd have been fine. Yeah, like. But he was like, he was he was eighty yards from where I stopped at, and that's, that's and I, his I, horns I, were that, well above would have been well above the brush. Yeah, exactly. If I you know, and I just didn't see him, you know. If, and I, if that first bed, if wasn't I would have went like another like maybe he was maybe he was like a hundred yards from where I stopped at, hundred twenty. I don't know. If I'd have went another forty yards, thirty forty yards, I, I should have seen him. Yeah, and I could have done I'd have seen his rack because I was glassing hard. I took my time. Yeah. You, you know, were gone for 45 minutes to an hour. I took my time. I was like, you know, I think he's down here still. And I really took my time sneaking down there. And uh, I knew I had the good thermals. And uh, if I hadn't have found that first bed and really thought that he slipped us, mm -hmm. because it was a fresh bed with fresh shitting and stuff, I would have kept sneaking. You know, but I yeah. saw that first bed and I was like, you know, this, I think. If this, that first bed wasn't there, I think we would have had a really Because I would have kept going. Yeah. And I would have saw his rack sticking up. And I think I could have put the slip on him and I could have 
made him stand up. I could have probably. I mean, it was it was perfect for stalking. Oh, because we had played the thermals like that, and it was wet that day, so the brush was quieter than normal. The brush was quiet, and it was tall enough that I could get get down in it. And, and you know, we look back and we say, wouldn't that have been some shit? Some Ohio boys play thermals on a giant and killed him. World class, world class elk. Like three thirty plus. Yeah, yeah, three hundred and fifty plus. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. But. I don't know. I've never taped an elk, but I put hands like I've seen some two eighties up close, and then Wade's is three thirty. Like, this thing was huge. This is yeah, yeah. So I was kicking myself for that for sure. Um, but at the same time, we were like, dude, we got to see a giant at giant. sixty-five yards. <laughs> giant, both of us too. Like not just one of us. Both yeah, of we us. saw it right there, face to face. Um, then we had to hike out. Yeah, that was hell. That was the, and then that was the whole truck debacle day, too. Oh, yeah? Was Same that day. Okay. That was so we were day. like, we need to get food, we need to get supplies. Well, yeah, seven minutes on your card. That's okay. I got another card. Right. Um, we, we were soaking wet. Boots were soaking wet. Everything was soaking wet. We needed... Um, That's when we found Death Valley. We needed, we needed uh, food. We were out of food at this point. We needed supplies. So we hike out to the truck. As we said, they, we had that rainstorm and stuff the night before. I had driven my truck back. No, no, no. Um, talk about the chafing. You were about then, to hide. Oh, yeah. That was on the way out. Yeah. So that whole morning, it's sticky and wet. And I started chafing bad. We're not and, talking but, bad, like limping walking. Thing is, though, I was... So I felt it coming along. I brought chafing cream. I brought everything because I knew that that was a possibility. But uh, but we were in that mid-stalk and chasing that elk. So I just kind of... I should have stopped and pr- treated it as soon as I felt it coming along. Yeah. And I didn't, I waited, and then at that point, it was too far gone. There was nothing you could do to help it, except for uh, just give it yeah. some time and let it heal. But we had to get out. And so, like, I'm, like, giving, like, myself a wedgie just to, like, so it's, like, cloth rubbing. Yeah. Instead of, like, my skin rubbing. I'm, like, this is the worst. I'm dying. It's in the butt cheek area, folks. Yeah, it was bad. And, um... We're 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 walking out and I'm I'm miserable at this point. I'm like, dude, I, we've I, trained, we've shot, I've worked out, you know, I've I've gotten in shape to hike these mountains. I'm watching Dave walk and I'm like, we're done. Do some bullshit shit like chafing is what's gonna knock me out. I was fr- I was so frustrated. Yeah. Then things got worse. We get to the truck and uh, which took longer than it should have because because I was I was hurting. I try I was taping I I put moleskin on my chafing. Yeah, we we were trying. We had two different uh, chafing creams. Yeah, I mean we were trying everything in the book. Dave was self wedging. I mean, dude, it was moleskin. Bad. Like we we we. Were, I, I, did, I got it too. So the, with the foot care, like you said, so I did a lot of the Luca tape. I used my, my half my foot was Luca tape at one point. Yeah, my air with foot care was I wore my Keens that I love for deer hunting, but they're a little bit flexible bottom. They're yeah. they're not as stiff of a boot, and my feet needed a stiffer boot. And, uh, we did a lot of rock climbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so my feet were kind of beat up and fatigued. Yeah. The first three days. But as soon as, soon as I would feel something start to create a hot spot on my feet, I would we would stop and I put Luca tape on it, and my feet never had an issue. I should have done that with the chafing. Yeah. But I didn't. Yeah. And um, so there we are walking. It took us fucking forever to walk out. Oh, forever. Dude, I was like bend over walking to try to just like. Not rub and stuff. It but was it wasn't bad. a four-mile walk or a three-and-a-half-mile walk. It was long. Which, on a treadmill, a fast walk is a 20-minute mile. So, you know, we were out there a while walking on yeah. random-ass trails with weight. 
Wounded soldier. Wounded soldier. <laughs> <laughs> so nonetheless, so we get out finally. And then... Um, we get to the truck. Yeah. And then we go... So then we go to leave. But I left the charger cord... No, it was in your backpack. It was in my backpack the whole time. Well, <laughs> we thought it was at camp. Yeah, we thought it was at camp. So we had no way to charge phones. So maps are... Dave's phone dies. Yep. And I'm the only one with maps. The roads, because of the four thunderstorms that rolled through in the last... Well, like six in the last 24 hours... The roads we drove in on are now, like, not passable by a truck, regular truck. So what the problem was, there were um, there were some heavy ruts, and I was able to straddle the ruts driving back in there, no problem. It's not a big deal. Roads are dry. It says three minutes on the okay. card. We'll get there. But I was straddling the ruts, and I couldn't straddle the ruts on the way out. What happened was, um, I was I was straddling the ruts, and I was sliding down into them. Actually, at one point in time, it was actually sliding me off of the cliff edge. And I had, I had, I've mud trucked, I've had mud trucks for years. I've done a lot of off-roading, you know. Yeah, me, I, I see a puddle and I butt pucker. Yeah, so I've had. I've so done... when Dave is nervous about the road conditions, like I'm fucking terrified in my mind. I'm thinking, <laughs> dude, we're not gonna be able to get out of here. My wife is gonna murder me. Like, <laughs> dude, I've had some. So I've had some terrifying. mud truck. I've had some mud truck experience, and uh, and and I started to slide off the off the cliff edge, and I had like I really had to like hammer it and turn the wheel and get us i dove us into the ruts to avoid us from going off the cliff edge and then my skid plate was rubbing you saw it on the mud and I, I i hammered through this one rut and i stopped and the next ruts were way worse and there was another set of ruts that were even worse than that seven to twenty-seven thousand f f-bombs are dropped i couldn't i just couldn't straddle them because it was too wet and i was sliding on into the ruts and so i ended up having to hammer it in reverse just through the ruts and i just floored it through the in reverse and luckily didn't fuck up my truck and, uh, and then we, we, at this point, we don't know what to do. Um, we, we don't have a charger cord, we don't think. We thought we left a camp. I can't, I couldn't walk to camp at this point. Byron's debating on walking back himself. I'm like, no, don't do that. Like, I'll go with you, I'll just suck it up and go. And it is a whole thing. We're Eventually, thinking we can't get out in two days when we need to go home. We need to go home in a couple of days, you know. You were wanting to call your wife. Yeah, I was, one, I, was I already told her I was going baby. to town that day. Yeah, like, we, so it was a whole thing. And then um, eventually, you know, Byron's like, you know, he's like, look, it's my day to hunt tomorrow. He's like, I won't be able to hunt with a clear mind unless I know we can get out of here. So let's get out today and do what we got to do to get out. And if we get out, we'll just park on the other side of the mud, mud hole. I'm like, Dave, we'll build bridges. I was like, we're two smart guys. I got a handsaw. We ended up throwing a bunch of logs in the hole and rocks and stuff. I filmed all this. This will be on the video. You filmed like the tail end. Right? No, no, no. I filmed some other <laughs> shit that I wasn't telling you about. So we, we filmed some. So we throw some rocks and logs and shit in there. And we end up. I, I told him, I was like, dude, I, I, I can get through these ruts. I can do it once. I don't want to do it three times. I'm not going to get through this. I'm not going to drive back through it again, and I'm not going to drive back through it again to leave. And but this, so this now this added a mile onto our walks. Yeah, this is like a mile down this road that we had to now walk even further. But and, I was like, if we get out, we park the vehicle way in yeah. a safe location, and that's how we can walk back in. We got spike camp back in there, our tents. Like, yeah. our, we're we're pretty light going back in. I said so, I can walk miles. So at this point, we we figured out how to get out, and we got out. And I told him, I was like, dude, I can hammer it through this these mud holes. It might tear up my truck. I'm not sure. You know, I might tear up some stuff on the bottom. Yeah. You know, but I just, I, me mentally, like, I could not go and hunt the next day being like, I don't know if I'm going to get out of here in two days. Yeah. Great. I shoot I shoot a giant bull. Lifetime accomplishment. But at that point, for us to rent a four-wheeler or do, we find a pack service 
or just get out yeah was all a question mark and yeah. i just i knew myself and i i know myself well enough if i have something on my brain that is like a problem a very doom like doom and gloom type problem no nope, you got zero minutes on your card yeah it's still recording technically but i just can't physically hunt we're gonna go ahead and switch cards and finish this out all right nope so we get out of the mud hole all right which we, is a game we changer we got we built right. bridges we got through the mud hole Put sticks and logs in the in the ruts that way it wouldn't be so deep that it would I would bottom out the truck. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, get to town. Let me get out. We get out to mud hole. We get to, we go into town. We get, we get some charge cords. We get service. We hang out for a couple minutes. Then we um, charge up some shit. Make some phone calls. I wanted to talk to uh, uh, my oldest daughter. I want to talk to my wife. Hadn't spoke to either one of those in a while. Um, Go back in. At this point, we're, with the chafing as bad as it was, I oh, and it went to Family Dollar, and I bought some baby powder. Yeah, because the creams and gels were not where I had. I had. I had some chafing gel. You had some chafing cream. I had anti-chafe cream. So I tried them both. They were there. Neither of them worked. Um, I got some baby powder. Poofed the hell out of it. Made it way time way better. You know, at this point in time, fuck gels and creams. I'm going straight baby powder. Okay. And I'll just take a little. Well, they have like, don't they have some like baby powder that's like made for chafing? I don't know. I think it's called Monkey Butt. Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen that product. Before. Okay, so yeah, I am right there. Uh, I was I was shot in the dark on the name there. Nope, you you nailed it one hundred percent. But uh, nonetheless, um, at this point we had we had chalked up the evening hunt. We we are not going for the evening. Yeah. But we had some ribeyes that we brought. Cause we, oh, yeah. So we planned on doing a couple, like, two, Not three night trips, like like circles almost, and then doing a couple truck camp nights, and yeah. then we ended up doing zero. Zero. <laughs> we're like, we want to be back. So we had there. some food at the truck. We had two ribeyes. We're, like, we're like saving for, like, a good day at the truck. We had some burgers. And so we ended up cooking those ribeyes. I, I, let, I, I let the baby powder do its magic, kind of dry things out a bit. Um, heading back in. Still a little rough for me, but but a lot more manageable. This is probably I got probably you like changed pants. We changed boxers. Changed a lot of shit. I probably got like a three because it was it was just a wetness. Yeah, you know everything was just damp and wet. You know, and um, I got about you know three hour rest. You know, with some berry power, some drying out and stuff, and it's a lot better going back in for sure. And then we're on the way back in. We ran into the Bugle Boys. Bugle Boys. They had an encounter that day with seven yards, right? Uh, I think it was like 10. Yeah, it's close. Yeah, he didn't shoot it. He, he didn't draw. He said but, it was too close. He was looking at him and so I got to draw. Not that I, I mean, I judge. I definitely judge. But the guy, the one guy was going to be the one that killed out of the group. Ended he, up being the, 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 I think it was the bugle that was to the left. Yeah. That that you were thinking we should go chase that one. Yeah, because I thought he was hotter. And then we went and chased the other two and then that's when we seen the giant. The giant. But the one the, then when they were describing where it was at, it sounded like it was the one that was, was to our left. What we called the left bugle guy. So technically we might have ran into him again. Yeah. Potentially. Potentially. Or we would have fucking called in that motherfucker and killed him. They were better calling him over. Yeah, but Dave, you would have drawn. Yeah, shot. Yeah, supposedly <laughs> they, so out of the two bugle boys, there was one guy that has killed some elk and the other guy was definitely newer. And uh, they ended up, the, the newer guy said he got the opportunity. He said the elk was at 10 yards. He said he, he seen it. He, he could see the nose. You uh, could see, see his nostrils Nostrils breathing. And, and I'm like, dude, if I know Dave, Dave would at least draw him and tried. Yeah. You yeah. know. 
Especially because uh, because we have a buddy uh, Wade who's hunted elk before. Yeah, who's gave us killed like three or four elk. And he's kind of said, um, you know, you he's like they they'll put up with you drawing sometimes. Yeah, like they'll watch you. Like if you're full draw and you don't have a shot, like take a step. To, yeah, two or two or two to the left, if you have to. Yeah, because they'll they'll stand there and look at you. You know, they're not as skittish like white tail are. Yeah, they're the biggest thing on the mountain for the most part. So I would have drawn. Um, at least tried to draw. But bottom line, they had an encounter, didn't go their way. We go and hike into camp and, and eat some dehydrated meals for dinner, go to bed. Next morning, we get up. I think that's the uneventful day, no elk. Um, Was I the trigger man? So that we chased some bugles uh, where we originally found the bugle boys. And then up on that, yeah, up yeah. on that saddleish area where we found we some fresh really sign. Good sign. One, we actually one. found some really good sign that day. You found yeah. a shed that day. Yeah, I did find a shed that we day. We went and found this really good sign, and we, we dropped down into um, where a lot of that fresh elk smell that was coming from. Kind of, it was coming up, up and over where we had that battle, the bugle battle with with the other hunters. We and, went, and my thought was, look, the freshest elk sign I have, we haven't been to, and it rained the day we both were there. So my thought was, it flushed it out. Fresh, yep. Yeah. And it was like, so what it was too, it was like a high point saddle, and it was a steep drop off, dark timber, north face slope. Then there, then there was like a flat, and then there was, a, then it dropped off again. And so we had never got down to that flat yet, and we thought, you know, that that, that little bit of a flat on that north face slope is probably pretty good, pretty good habitat. Yeah. Know? Pretty good bedding, and, and we we're right. Yeah, tons of bedding. Smell, shit, fresh smell shit. Elk, fresh shit. Found a shed. Found a shed. Um, really good stuff. Really. Yeah. We found like a dry wallow. Yeah. We, we like at this point we, we were sneaking through this stuff, and me and you were spaced out like thirty yards. And the reason we were doing this is to like uh, wasn't necessarily because we, well I guess maybe one of us would have maybe jump shot one. Yeah. But it's also because we were we were able to read. To, we were able to read more two sign. elk trails. We were able to read more sign. And Dave know? and I trust each other enough to know what the fuck we're looking at. And we were trying to, because we're realistically, do, at this point, we're five days into elk hunt, six days into elk hunt. We're just trying to f figure out elk, you mm -hmm. know. And we're like trying to read sign and. What the hell is that? Water? It's a water pipe. <laughs> I don't know if the podcast can hear that. We have a rogue water pipe. We're staying in a much better hotel than we were last night. It sounded like a big one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should. So, after two days of elk hunting, oh, any man. bird that calls or like makes any sort of squeal, or even your mind, you may be walking along kicking rocks, and you're like, dude, I heard a bugle two, two reaches over. I heard a bugle. Dude, your mind fucks with you so hard. I'm big on the hearing things. Oh yeah, they, yeah, I'll throw my fist up a lot to Byron. Like stop, you know, I'll throw my fist up real quick, or I'll whistle. I'm, now I stop and I listen, and I, you know, and I, 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 I hear a lot of rogue stick pops and stuff. Oh yeah, we chased some stick pops during this trip, because yeah. that's the thing. If four hundred to a thousand pound animal running through the woods is popping sticks, yeah. Um, unlike a whitetail that's kind of sneaky and, and pretty agile. Yeah. But, uh... We found tons of deer shit, too. Let's just mention that. Tons of deer shit and, and tons of, of big deer rubs. And, um... Oh, yeah. Dude, didn't dude. see any deer. We saw two on the chafe walk out. Yeah. Two we saw a, was a spiker mule and a doe. Or a four-pointer. Four-point... Yeah. And, uh, they were... They were they didn't care. They they would, we would have shot them, too. Yeah. <laughs> They were dumb as shit. They were just dancing around at 45 yards broadside. Like, yeah. I was like, dude, if we wanted to. I heard that, the, well, I think it was the, the uh, 
was it the was it the Bugle Boys who said that they the mule deer do that? Yeah. They're notorious for like no, bound, that was bounding me. off. Yeah, bounding off and looking back. Looking back, yeah, okay. But nonetheless, uh Yeah, we could have killed them. Yeah, everything sounds like an elk now. Uh but where the hell were we at? Uh the, 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 I think it was the boring day. We didn't see nothing, didn't hear nothing. Yeah. Which we found the shed. We, found we, the we shed. were sneaking through. Oh, we found the drywall though. That's what it was. Sure. We found. So we don't. Uh, we, we just called it the drywall though. We have no idea what it is. Oof. It was the, in the, a bedding area. The elk scent got super heavy. Yeah. And we're sneaking through, and I walk up on this like dirt patch. That's like, it's like the size of like a like a, a queen bed. Yeah, it's like the size of like a queen bed, and it's dirt, and it's like a little depressed out. And um, it smells, it like smells so much like elk. Like they were pissing and rolling. That was something on your the the encounter of the mega. Yeah, we're like right before we we saw him, probably twenty yards. We're like, we smell him. We smell elk, don't we? We smell elk. Like that, that smells semi cowish. But we thought that he like, like moo cowish. But we we we, we kind of knew he was there though. We yeah. thought we bumped him out. Yeah, we thought we bumped him out. Okay, yeah, he smells here. And, and like then, he was just here. We yeah, just twenty him. yards later. So anytime now we we smell this elk or this elk smell we knock arrows because yeah. we're like that fucked us on, on one yep. encounter we learn our lesson and on that encounter um we also uh even even that next day the day that it was kind of the the day we didn't see elk anytime we were in like open country like not open country like fields but like open trails like it wasn't brush busting i was telling you we knock knocked an arrow, arrows dude. a little more because you were a shooter i was like do knock an arrow because because that day, if we had arrows knocked, we would have got arrows off at that 60-yarder. Yeah. Um, but we didn't have arrows knocked at that point. And we were walking through three-foot grass. Talking. No reason we shouldn't have had arrows knocked. You know, because it's brushing, you know, busting brush, I get it. Knock arrows. Get, Trying to cover ground, knock it. Or don't. Don't knock. Don't them. knock arrows. Because, you know, you can you can hurt yourself. Oh, yeah. Terrifying, actually. Yeah. But, you know, and nonetheless, if, yeah. So... So the whole next day, I was telling you, knock an arrow. And we're walking trails, knock arrows. Open open arrows, knock arrows. And, uh, yeah, I walk up on that big dirt patch. It smells like elk. I'm like, dude, smell that. You're like, no, you smell it. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't want to bend over. (laughs) Legs are so sore and shit. I don't want to bend over. But we do get down and smell it. And, uh, dude, it smelled so much like elk piss and shit, you know? Yeah. And then, um, but we kept sneaking through that. You found that cool shed. Um, then we sat that water hole at lunch, ate some food. Um, Made it back to camp, nap. What the hell did we do that evening? We went to the, the creek. Uh, the rub spot. The rub spot. Tons of rubs. This one area had tons of rubs. And then we found a couple freshies. And again, this the, the area we sat was in between where we'd seen a lot of elk. And it was yep. darker timber. I'm like, dude, creek crossing. A lot of fresh sign. We've yep. seen elk in the area. I was like, I found a shed there. We found a shed there, and I'm like, I, this this sounds pretty good to me. We shot in the dark. Shot in the dark. We didn't have any great leads at this point. And then we, we were walking this ravine, though. You know, you know how the ravines are. So we're walking the ravine down, and we're like, we're gonna find a good crossing. So we found we found one crossing. We're it like, was like six out. We're like, we didn't like this crossing though. And so then we kept working down, and we worked down, 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 and there's like no crossings, no crossings. It's like steep drop-off banks. Like, you know, you'd see them if they're crossing. These are these are 500-plus pound animals. If they're crossing a steep bank, you're going to make a trail. Yeah. And so we were we were walking, walking, and finally we saw where they were crossing at. And we're like, you know, 
This is about as good as it gets. We we we've walked a long stretch of zero where they're side. where they're not crossing. Yeah. We found a crossing and we found fresh rubs, like yeah. newer fresh rubs. Newer fresh rubs, like bleeding. We're like, okay, well, for sure they're crossing here. And in this area, we've seen, this is roughly where we've seen those uh, those two big ones cross the first evening or whatever yeah. it was. And we've seen that spiker cross. Yeah, we've seen spiker cross. We've seen the five cows and the other Yeah, bull well, we're in between right a lot too. of elk visuals. Yep. And they were like, perfect. So we sat there the whole night. Um, froze our nuts off it was like the first whitetail hunt of the year where you don't bring a jacket dude during the day it was like 85 like oh, an hour ago like i got 85. sunburn on my ear dude, it was like 85 that day and then uh, but we but this is like a it's like a dark uh dark, dark ravine dark ravine and dark. like you just drop into it and you just feel the temp drop before you even before it even starts to get sunset you felt the temp you, you felt a 15 degree temp drop walking in there yeah and then once the sunset came, man, it did get cold. Dave's shivering on the ground. I'm standing there ready, cocked and loaded. You were a shooter. I had I, I, I uncocked my hair at that point. I'm like, I can't shoot. I'm too cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're a shooter anyways. Oh, uh, so not, no, no, no stories of, of that evening. The only day of the whole trip that we didn't see an elk. Yeah. We, we, the we, only day. Even though we found a shed, though, and found yeah. probably the freshest sign of the trip. One of the, Yeah. But no help. Yeah, I was not disappointed in my choice that day. Um, we chased one bugle early, nothing crazy. Final day comes around. We got to pack up camp, so we get up 4 a.m. Got up earlier than, than ever. Um, I will say, getting ready at a spike camp in cold temps, kind of difficult. Miserable. Yeah. Like, um, like we, we brought, so, so we had like lows in the... Low to mid to upper 30s. Most nights, I think, were between 40 and 35. Yeah. And then... Um, 45 and 35, pretty safe bet. Yep. And the days were between 70 and 85. 85. Most days did get up in the 80s, for sure. Especially in the sun. In the sun. It was hot. That is pretty... That is crazy, You too. made ribeyes the one night shirtless. Yeah. In the shade. Yeah. Well, I had safe, and I had some heat gathering in different places. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, uh, yeah, we the that's that was that's crazy though how like um, the temperature swings are are very uh, vast, you know, yeah. way more than you would expect in the Midwest. And in, and not only just the temperature swings, just like by like day and night, but like if you're like up in the if you're if you're kind of high and in the open versus low and in the shade oh yeah it's you it's drop like, down the creek even from camp it was, it's like a 23 temp drop dude it's yeah. ridiculous drop uh, our camp was probably i don't know a couple feet above camp or uh, a stream yeah you drop over the edge it, it, there's a 12 degree drop when you go get, just drop get it over water. the edge yeah yeah yep. yeah you drop down maybe 10 20 feet was that our our water source was uh down <laughs> like a steep embankment yeah and we were getting a lot of water every day, you know, night, morning, midday from our camp, um, from that, you know, spike. We ended, up, we ended up, we worked the whole second half of the trip out of that same spike camp because we found elk. And I, dude, I, Dave and I about had a fisticuff fight because on day Debating on leaving day, day four, he's like, dude, I think we need to pull out. And I was like, dude, you don't understand, like, out of all the elementary podcasts and and our couple elk hunting mentors between Brian Broderick and Wade. I'm like, dude, the biggest struggle is find elk. Is the like, cores over there? Yeah, no, uh, bush latte. Let me finish these cores off. Okay, there's a couple in the fridge. I was like, the biggest struggle is finding elk. And I said, dude, we have visually seen elk almost every day. 
I was like, you don't understand. I paid good money five years ago to go on an outfit and hunt and saw zero elk. So Dave and I almost had a fisticuff fight. Well, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. But like <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, Dave, no, like we could, like Wade and Brian would both murder us if we said, oh yeah, we've seen out four out of five days and pulled out. Like, I'm like, no, we can't be doing that. We had, we had well, we had people coming in. We had some pressure starting to rise. Yeah. Um, we ran into some, well, on the day we ran out, well, on the day we were in the town, we ran into a guy. A killer. Who was, um. He was a killer. Yeah, he had horses and he was packing in deep with horses. And he had a QU hat. He, 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 he didn't want to get too, yeah, he didn't want to get too much away. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was, was friendly, but he didn't want to give too much away. He was packing in horses. Um, like, like if I interviewed myself at the trailhead, that's who I interviewed. I'm like, yeah. that mother, that mother effer knows what's going on in these woods. You've dropped so many f bombs in his pockets already. I said mother effer. Why are you, why are you not dropping that bomb <sighs> now? Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, nonetheless. So we we thought the pressure was ramping up. Just I don't know. We debated on. on we, we were debating on pulling out. Yeah, not me. And then. Um, Last, so this is last, last morning. morning. Last morning, I'm like, dude, we're going to climb up, open over this mountain, we'll get to that rocky point, and we're going to call down to where, the same place where we called and we heard those three, three when we seen the When we seen the giant, we knew the bugler, or bugle guy was left, and then potential another bull back in that system. So we get up there, and, and, I, uh, and I, hear, I start hitting some bugles. And, no response. Uh, well, that also. The coyote fucking encounter. Well, not only that, but I forgot my loss, I forgot my good read. So I have, I have, not read, mouth call, diaphragm, whatever, whatever. I had one mouth call that I could bugle with. I had two mouth calls, basically. One I could bugle with way better. The other one I could call with way better. So my bugle one, I left it in my wet pants that we changed out of. Yeah. And I wore in different pants. And um, so I had my other read. And I can't bugle as well as this one, but, you know, the night that we sat and didn't see anything when you were shooter once it got dark i was like i'm gonna hit some bugles maybe locate some for the morning but i also need some practice and i was like it's dark whatever i'm just gonna rip some bugles and so and you were like i think it sounds better and i'm like i don't know if it does myself but it wasn't as high pitched but i felt it was raspier more real sounding i had the raspier my uh, expert elk elk ears over here (laughs) i had the raspier like start on it but i couldn't and i couldn't blow it hard if i blew it hard it would it would tone out yeah it would like be like a like a kid in puberty tone out you know oh i've been there <laughs> but nonetheless uh but so i had to like figure out how to bugle with that with that diaphragm and then so i didn't i wasn't getting responses and i'm like man we heard three of them over here the other day and i was like doubting the uh i was like that's i was like they don't like this one man i was like it just don't sound the same like it sounds like shit and um but finally um, we heard a couple responding, and then the one response we got sounded like the one that was uh, it sounded like the giant. Like the, when the giant one, the the majestic one, the huge one responded to us, he had a very distinct bugle, and I was like, "That sounds like him, man." Yeah, it sounds like him. The chuckler. And he was kind of in the same general area. Yeah. It sounded like he was a little bit further away. Like he might have moved like a couple ridges over. But I was like, ah, that might be him. Yeah. And we're like debating like, man, do we, we go try to chase after this one that might be that giant. But we had this one to the left that was definitely way more responsive even again. Yeah. And so we ended up going downhill. 
and chase the one to the left this time. The majestic one, we'll just say to the right, we, might still be there. Yeah, after after we bumped him out, we we thought he might be unkillable. If he was still on that same, so when he was when, now don't get me wrong, who knows if it was the same one, but some, but I feel like he had a distinct bugle. He had a chuckle. He just, yeah, very distinct. You can sound. tell he was like a lazy chuckle in his bed. Like, well, I'll let you know I'm here, but I, I'm not really. Not I know, ready. I know the game's not on, boys. It's true, but it didn't sound like he was on the same finger that he was on the day that we walked up to him. It sounded like he was somewhere. It, it kind of did that whole ridge system kind of kind of bowled around a bit. So and everything the sound like, bounces out there in the mountains, and especially there because it was like a little bit of a bowl. It was like a curve system, so it was like bouncing around over there. And like I'm like, man, that might be him. He might be over there. And we're debating like, it, so so we 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 got on this glass knob pre daylight. Yeah. So we're really. like, do we sit here? We're, we're planning on only hunting in the morning and going home. Yeah. Do we sit here for four hours and wait for the thermals to rise, and then go sneak down that? Ridge that it sounds like he's not even on. Yeah. It sounds like he's somewhere different. Yeah. And sneak down that ridge just for a chance that that giant's still there, or do we go after this one to the left who's like responding? Responding and responding quickly. So we went to the one to the left. Um, you you forgot your this uh, your mountain lion encounter. Oh yeah, on the way down this uh, this is like a super long rock face yeah. deal. It's it's pretty it's it's which the rocks are very steep and the the footing is is not as great but there's no brush so you can kind of move yeah but it's ankle breakers for sure oh yeah and like you like like your knees give out at times if you don't hit it right you're like oh god you know um, but nonetheless I, we go up over this like this little hump there and there's like a pine tree and we kind of we're, we're moving pretty quick at this point and I hear like a like a almost like a growl like a grunt almost like a grunt growl type of sound and then I look over and on the top of this rock I see like a light colored thing just crest over the rock like very last second and I stop and I'm like I look back and I'm like hey 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 and I stop and I'm like I think I just saw a mountain lion jump over this rock <laughs> and he's like really and I'm like dude I don't know like I saw like a light color glimpse of something with fur and a, jump and over a, this rock. And a, a and I, heard, I heard the noise as it. I heard the noise. I looked over and I saw that. I think we might have scared it. You know, he kind of just like bounded off and was kind of like, oh, as it bounded off. You know, yeah. that that's what I'm thinking. Um, the the Buca boy said there were more mountain lions in the area than bear. Um, uh, so after that, which we saw bear shit, so we knew there were bear in there. Murdered a sheep, or ate on it. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows. And um, so, yeah, potentially good chance, mountain lion. Yeah. So Dave tells me to pull out your gun. Yeah. So so I we we scale this rock base and and then I'm peeking behind me about every third step because they'll stalk you, you know. Yeah. Wade yeah. had one stalking them. Yeah, with a nine ready to roll. Mm -hmm. Again, bad boys two treatment if, if anything happens. <laughs> and then so we we so we keep them working right our way down and we go after that one. We we don't hear another response the rest of the rest, rest of the morning. morning. We get midway up the mountain, but we sneak in there and then we're calling. I'm calling some. I'm doing a little more cow calling today than I was bugling. Yeah. Um. And uh, so I'm working in there and uh, we're working, working, and we the wind wasn't cooperating the best. It was doing weird things. It it, it was like it was like super early morning, but it, at times it would be rising. Yeah. We're and at times it'd be dropping. Um, at times we were getting heavy wet. It was it was swirling, heavy westerly, heavy, heavy. Uh, for the most part, we were getting 
heavy westerly though. Mm-hmm. And we thought they were dropping. So we ended up going like, we started to go up um, to the west of them. What to the west of where we heard the bugles. And then we were going to go up and cut over because we thought thermals would be dropping. Soon we started to go up though, thermals weren't dropping and they were blowing from the west. The wind was blowing from the west. So we them dropping back down some, which I hate doing. Oh, I'm I'm okay with going backwards in the mountains if it means least path path of resistance. No, Dave, Dave refuses to go backwards. I refuse to go back downhill. I will bust through this brush before I will take a step downhill again. I refuse to. Yeah, that's that's funny. Yeah, because because guess that goes back to where our strengths and weaknesses, fitness wise, go. You know, because I'm I would rather just bust through the brush. And stuff. And I'm like, I'll, just, I'll walk an extra forty yards to get around this blowdowns and brush. I'm like, I'll just take the, I'll just take the shortest path. And you're like, I'll go longer for least resistance. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, uh, we ended up having to drop back down, so our wind stayed good, and then we had to cut over and come up. But uh, you know, in this one, we're like riding where we thought we heard the bugles from. And I'm like, I'm like doing some cow calling. I can morning. tell by Dave's looks, he's giving me like, I'm giving like, up. This is Dude, last morning. Last morning, he's like, he goes, what the F? We just climbed a mountain. This guy's over here responding. And then we get in here and, we and get now in he here, doesn't want to say shit. He's being a bitch. I was like, God damn, this is uh, ridiculous. So, so then... Um, I can just tell by looking at Dave. Like he that is, was every day, though. I felt like that was like... We chased a bugle almost every day. Yeah. You know, and then we would get in there and they like wouldn't... We would start bugling. Like, they respond and then we get in there and they wouldn't respond back. And we're like, what the hell? Yeah. You like then? Then what do you do? Honestly, I still don't know. Yeah. You just charge in there and at a minimum blow them out. Just try to blow them out at yeah. least. I have no idea. So um, we're like, well, let's just so so so. What I do is I start uh, I start ripping some bugles and I start getting like aggressive with them and I'm like hitting the raspy chuckles. I'm like hitting that hard, like really kind of belting it. You yeah. Because uh, honestly, I have no idea if if I'm making. Worse calls or better calls? You take a stick and you baseball bat this falling down tree. (laughs) Like like Jedi lightsaber, (laughs) lefts, rights, crossing, swirls, and just smashing branches. Just laying some wood on this broken, falling down tree. I'm cow calling. I'm doing different cow calls. I'm making different tones. I'm pointing at different directions. I'm bugling. I'm chuckling. I'm whacking on shit. I'm like, this is a final hoorah. Yeah. Then we stay in there for like 10 minutes. And then finally, I hear like some stuff come coming. I hear some some brush busting. I'm like, I look at Burn. I'm like, something's coming. I, I go, I go, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. So we knock arrows. Yeah, I wave you down. I don't know why. I was like, get away from me. <laughs> wave you down the hill. You you hadn't cow called the whole day. No. So here's the other thing too. We're not the best cow callers. You almost need a couple warm-ups. Yeah, you need a couple warm-ups. <laughs> our, our third cow call, money. Our first cow call... You get some squeakers out there. Like, the squeakers. <laughs> <laughs> some squeakers come out on that first cow call occasionally. So you had a cow... I've been the only one cow call The whole day. trip, if I hit a good cow call on cow call number one, I don't, co- I don't do a second. Because I'm like, I hit it. I'm good. I'm good. I wave you down there like I'm like then I, I thought about it too I even thought about the time like he had cockled all day like this is pointless like he's not gonna call shit in like only I, honestly I waved you down and I was thinking like you can't call lower and I'm gonna come up but I'm, at the same time I'm like 
I don't want him to calculate. <laughs> yeah, just shut up, he's fire. Throw some squeakers. Break a stick. <laughs> he's throw some squeakers. I don't even want to say nothing. Uh, and then so I'm like, okay, so, I, so I'm like, I just went like I just cut down baseball bat in this tree, but then I got like a like a larger tree, like a standing tree, like 15 yards to my left, and I'm like, I'm gonna go over there by the tree because I hear stuff crossing this ravine. I get like halfway to that standing tree, and I hear something coming. I look up and there's a spike running down the hill at me. And I'm like, shit. So I drop to a knee. And then I, I drop to a knee and it's running. It's I, I don't I first see it at like fifty. I drop to a knee, I'm just wide ass open, kind of. I'm wide ass open. And then I just draw back as soon as I can. And and it's I see where he's running and I'm like, he's gonna run right on my lap really, and I'm about to just blast him at like fifteen yards. And uh he hits the brakes, like damn near slides. And perks up and looks right at me, looks right in our direction. I don't know if he saw me. I don't know if he smelled us. I don't know what happened. But he he perked up. He stopped. Or he on just decided, dying. hey, I should be seeing elk. Potentially. Because literally, Dave just put on this display of all displays. Yeah, and I was giving up. We were leaving. I was like, well, he was over here somewhere. This shit's going to make him run at least. Here comes running. And then... uh He's running, running, running. Like I said, he stops, perks up. I'm like, I'm ready for him to get into this, this wide open shot I have. He stops, perks up, looks at me, and I'm like, shit. So I just went on fully drawn. Elk, his, his, I, I'm about to smoke him at 15 yards, I think. Hits the brakes. I have no idea what distance he is. You know, I just remotely, like, guess, like, 30. And I go over there, and I try to swing the pins on him. And I'm like, okay, he's 30, he's 30. Um, there's some brush in between here, but I can get through there. Um... Oh shit, oh shit, like he's, he's about, about to run any second, he's about to run any second, oh my god. Like, like focus, aim, like uh, 30, I think he's 30, uh, what should I do, should I wait, is he, is he going to run, he's not going to run, you know, is he just stopping looking, should I just stay in here and hold, I have no idea, you know, does he see me, does not, I have no idea, and then finally I'm just like, well I'm just going to settle at 30 on him, and just let it, you know, it's frontal, slightly quartering frontal, and I, I, bring, I basically bring it down from his, um, would be his left, like ear left side of his face i bring it down and try to put it in his left crease bring it down and just and just squeeze it off you know and uh boom shot fires as soon as i fire off he wheeled hard and so he he, he dropped and wheeled hard and, and i heard some sticks popping yeah he dropped and wheeled super hard i well, definitely hit some brush and he goes and he he turns to his would be his so he's a smidge left of me he turns to his right so he gets further left of me, hooks around the tree and comes back into openness at probably like 40 broadside. And I see the arrow sticking out of like his like upper shoulder, lower neck. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, you know, I'm like freaking out. Like, I don't like the looks of that. And, uh, you know, and then it's just... You know, it is what it is, I and mean, I wasn't happy with that shot. Barely any penetration. I don't know what I hit. And here's the thing: he was uphill from me quite a bit. And it looked as his, if he got shot from a tree stand. His arrow, the arrow was sticking downward. Yeah. Into him. So either he ducked that hard when I shot because he saw me and spooked. See, I or believe I hit it was branches. deflected. I believe the arrow was deflected. There was a lot. There was a lot of brush in between there. You know, maybe I shouldn't have shot. You know, everything's such in hindsight. Maybe I shouldn't have shot. Maybe I should have just waited and let him come further. Maybe he just was stopping to look around. Then when he ran off, 
um, there was another spike with him, a bigger spike. Yeah. Maybe might have been like a four pointer. You know, he had taller, taller beams. Yeah, but I did launch an arrow in this debacle. So as he goes up there and turns broadside to me at like forty, he's like. 60 65 from Byron and uh broadside though and then and so as I'm knocking there I think I'm gonna get another arrow in him uh then he kind of starts to spook I don't know if I think he started to move right as you were shooting and because I actually heard your arrows zipping past yeah you know because because so Byron sends one from like 60 as he's because my thought is I've seen this elk run to the right with an arrow somewhere between his neck and his head yeah it, I'm like well, Dave's got an arrow in him. I was like, his the fletchings were so high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I first when I first saw it, I'm like, neck shots are kind of all or nothing. Dude, I'm thinking like him and uh, his because because you see the fletchings. Mm -hmm. and, I'm, and I'm like, I'm imagining the fletchings going in there like horizontally. Yeah. And I'm like, I hit him in the neck, or like I hit him in the face. Yeah. I'm like, how that happened? And then, but then, but then, like I get a better view and I see the arrows tilted down a lot, and I'm like. How the hell is an arrow like that? You yeah, know? and then and then I, then I'm as I'm knocking another arrow because because the other spike had no idea what happened. Yeah, I never saw the second spike. And then the, the, so the first one, they're, they're like looking at each other and they're like, "What the hell's going on?" And then then you're then as I'm knocking the second arrow, your arrow came whizzing through, and I think you hit some shit too. Right? Maybe I should. I I felt ethically the best decision was try and get a second arrow in this elk. Yeah, and I, and I don't doubt you. If you wouldn't headshot, I might have got a second arrow. Right, so it's kind of like shit. Hindsight twenty twenty, mate. Do hindsight twenty twenty on this whole sure, encounter? Sure. <laughs> Did we fuck up? Yes. Well, probably multiple. You know, in, you know, yeah. Like I said, in hindsight, we we messed up a lot, but at the time, you know, what do you could do? And uh, hell, maybe I could have just straight up stood up. Cause I dropped dropped a knee when I saw him coming. Sure. If I was stood up, I would have had a clear lane. Maybe I should have stood and had a clear lane and shot. You know, but you know, I don't know. And uh, so I, 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 but I thought I had a clear lane, but apparently, I, you know, clearly with that arrow, the way it was in there, it didn't look like I had a, it had to. Fail. I believe the arrow deflected, hundred uh, percent. Um, but then we, uh, so so okay, so we got arrow in in uh, in the spike. At this point, yeah, and we, you know, I'm actually pretty pumped at at the moment because I'm like I hit him, but at the same time I'm like, man, I didn't hit him good though, you know. Yeah, and and honestly too, like, I mean, looking back at this, what the fuck were two spikes gonna do with this display of bugle and smashing of sticks? Dude, they were cow running calls. in. They were trying. What to, were they gonna do? They Scoop were, her up and run? They were trying to jump his ass. <laughs> they were gonna double team this big boy. We, we displayed to the mountain. I have no idea, man. What but, were they gonna do? Like how ass he raw? Like I said, yeah, I put on a show. Oh, two spikers came running in. I'm like, oh shit. Um, and then, um, so yeah, so then we 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 find initial contact blood. It's just like a few drops. Then we find where he stopped at at like 40, and then we find like a drop, one drop there. And then when he wheeled back after Byron's arrow came whizzing through the woods, we saw no other... No blood. No blood. We searched for two hours. We followed every trail from that spot we could find. Every broken branch, brush... Two guys looping and swooping. Forever. Because all we know how to do is scout. At this point, I was probably like 300 yards away from the shot, and you were too. 
and you looped around, and we finally met, and we're walking back up, probably the only elk trail that we hadn't walked yeah. yet. We're walking back up. I said, up. I heard some sticks pop in the upper crest. I said, But we, this in. is before then. This is No, no, no. But, but in yeah. my mind, it was like, I'm going to peek in there before we, yeah. we we haven't found any more blood. I'm going to peek in that upper crest where I heard some stick pops. About See, Brian was way up high. I ended up going low. And I'm sur- we, we searched 8,000 elk trails. Um, but then like on our way back up this like last like little elk trail, somehow we didn't we just didn't walk. We saw blood. Yeah. And then we saw blood, and then we saw... Uh, I'm like, oh shit, so he did run on his trail. And then, we, then we started looking back. We started backtracking the trail. We were, so we're walking back to the shot site. Then we start backtracking then. So now we're walking away from the shot site again. And we're seeing no blood, no blood, no blood. And we're like, what the hell? Then we start working back towards us, towards where I shot him at again. And we're finding blood. Yeah. And so we're like, so he so he, he snuck, snuck down that bottom, looped low, came up to that trail actually came back to us a smidge yeah for like 10 yards then he went up he's traveling up but it like much it, after it the first definitely threw us a loop for a loop there mm-hmm. um but then then um we tried we found we found don't get me wrong there there was no good luck no it was, it was speckles from the start speckles pin drops nice. and we found we, we i follow i told so so byron um went back and grabbed at this point i didn't have my bow yeah and uh, Byron went back and grabbed my bow, his bow, your your pack, I think. Yeah. He left my pack. Because I, I wanted water. Because <laughs> you wanted water. Water yeah. and snacks. I wasn't even drinking. I was so pissed. You know, I was so mad and frustrated. You know, just upset at the world, obviously. You know, I, There's going to be limited to, footage I of this. I hate to stick one in there. You yeah. Know, There's limited footage of this because Dave is so frustrated. And, and as a friend, you can't let me pull out a camera and show it in your face. But th- there's a few clips of of, of the, the this search that will be on yeah. the YouTube video, but it's just um, so yeah. We we followed blood for probably like so at that point when we found the blood, we were probably only like a hundred yards from the shot site, maybe one fifty at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we um we, we were following specs. It was really tough, tough, tough spec. Yeah. You know. Specs every ten four yards. or five, ten yards. And then we found a couple spots where like started to open up a little more, and we're like, I'm, I'm at that point, I'm like getting a little bit more excited again. I'm like, hey, this is decent blood here, and but then like it was it was like decent blood for like ten yards, and then it went back down to specs for like another like specs tracks. We we fire spec. And then we would kind of like couldn't take find any best, more specs. Take the best trail for 15 yards. We follow some fresh tracks, you know, and then I'd find like a drop like 20 yards past that spec, following some dirt kicked up, you know, and then it was just specs and specs and specs for another like few hundred yards for sure. Yeah. We, we were 500, 600 yards from the shot site. And, um, Probably then four or five hours last, after impact. Last blood drop we found, we marked it and we did multiple grid loop searches, followed eight thousand elk trails from there even. Yeah. And just nothing. And just more and more nothing. And yeah, it just it just never did find him. And you know, realistically you're talking a four hundred and fifty pound animal as as being a spike, you know, I got a few inches of penetration 
in the upper shoulder, lower neck, mm-hmm. somewhere in that region. You know, it's just, yeah. He, he's probably fine. Never did find the arrow. Never found the arrow. The whole time, the, the only hope we had was like, if he's running, and he and bumped that arrow, he bumped into, that arrow into something serious. We, we might have a chance. Yeah, that's the only hope we had. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's crazy. Last morning, it it could have ended on the super high with us killing one, and it ended on like the the shittiest way it could end. Yeah, with like wounding one, you know. No, the minimal amount of blood we found, we we thousand percent think he's going to live just fine. Yeah. But um, but he can live just fine. He's going to have a wound forever. You know, he's got yeah. an arrow sticking out of him. Sure. Not saying we couldn't have walked past that arrow. You know, it might be we. Might it could, yeah, it. yeah, we could have. We could have missed the arrow. But nonetheless, you know. Yeah, shitty way to end the trip, but um, but you know, oh, and while during the track, I found I found another shed. Yeah, so so four sheds on the trip. Four sheds. Keep in mind, we found between the two of us two sheds this year in Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Totaling seventy to eighty miles between the two of us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we, and we were we were debating on even talking about the the me shooting one. Yeah. You know, because we we're like, you know, I don't so know if tough. it's like the best thing to. Because now it is, you know, you you put out some some real stuff out out there to the media and to people and stuff again. Here come the haters flocking and everything. But this is this is real. This is what happens, you know. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Just every time, you know, occasionally some some people will will wound things, you know. You know, yeah, it, it sucks. It, it's shitty way to end trip, you know, to a point. It was, it was a great trip though, all in all. Yeah. But like, yeah, just put it put it put that. We've seen in way it. more elk than I thought. Dude. We, we've seen a giant at fucking 64 yards so what we, we hunted for what have been six and a half six, days six and a half days six and a half days we hunted we saw 13 elk we saw elk every day but one bull moose two mule deer bull moose at a freaking 15 yards survived a lightning storm so i think i think at this point we wrap this podcast up uh, appreciate you guys listening and tuning in and uh this is a long one like rogan style no. uh, this is like this is two hours well uh appreciate you guys listening leave us a comment if you have any questions dm us whatever uh get a hold of us we can by all means maybe help facilitate wish you guys the best of luck it's about to be whitetail season for many of you guys team harder and bucks we are out